Hello and welcome to Don't Spoil the Ending, episode 19 this week. This is a podcast about films, games, TV, yep, stuff like that. Yeah, good to see you boys. Me, me first me first time back in a couple of weeks. Nice to be here. I'm, I'm Joe. I'm Nick. I'm Jono. Glad to be here, guys. I'm John. I'm Sam. Good stuff. Yeah, took the week off last week. Uh, military coup is over. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back to rule again. Um, oh, the merciless is back. <laughs> so I, I did like I, whilst I stepped away from the show last week, I did end up uh, producing it and editing it. Yep. Uh, got a few things I want to raise whilst I wasn't here <laughs> that I'd have brought you up woo, on woo. had I been here. Um, so yeah, fun police is here. I'm here to shoot you all down. Back in town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm putting you all back in your place. Um, so last week, a few points I brought up. John, you said you like the idea of National Belgium Day, but we don't have that here. That's because we live in England, not in Belgium. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for National Belgium Day. <laughs> Why can't we have it? Uh, so we had we that. Yep. The, so, John, you don't know geography. I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. But we, yeah. do, National but Belgium we do Day. have, like, Paddy's Day. We don't live in Ireland. Oh. 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 Point. Oh. I'm proposing we start with celebrating the UK and Ireland, like, National Belgium Day in this country. <laughs> and we drink Stella. It was, a, it was a mistake. Any me chocolate? <laughs> it was a mistake. Me bringing this up. You've opened yeah. like a, a dark path. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the wrong timeline. <laughs> or he started up a new craze, like a new trend. We also had the comment from Nick. Uh, if you took it out of context, the words were Hitler wasn't that bad of a guy. <laughs> he was a, oh. a neat guy. Yeah, for, for, <laughs> I know that was in the context of preacher, but. Yep. It definitely, definitely I was. I mean, if you could edit that bit out. <laughs> a show in which he's not that actually that bad a guy, really. No, so. it's not. <laughs> See, a pat- I mean, pattern forming here. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, it got it got the laughs I wanted, so yeah. I, I'm happy yeah. with it being the way it was. Saddam Hussein's in South Park. He's in, he's in hell, isn't he? So he's mm. all right. He's an all right guy. <laughs> um, John, you pronounced Warner Brothers last week. You've done this a bunch of times. Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Nobody picked you up on it. Super Mario oh, no, Bros. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. When, when he said that, I I was thinking, no. The band Bros. <laughs> the band Bros. Two, two brothers. The uh, bros really. The bros really, aren't they? They call themselves Bros. We had our third Spider-Man review in three weeks. Yeah. Hey, I wasn't yeah. here for the other two. So this isn't the don't spoil the Spider-Man episode, <laughs> or the, the podcast. This Although is... I think we have spoiled Spider-Man as well. <laughs> Over three so, episodes, we've covered the film. Uh, I'm, whilst we put our app games ban in place, there is now a Spider-Man ban in place. Oh, I, oh, I watched yeah. it again this weekend. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thought I'd bring those up. Uh, my list's still going. I've still got more stuff from yep. last week. Uh, oh, was threatening violence against disabled people in the cinema. That was a point from last wow. week's episode. Uh, he just had a gimpy leg. <laughs> was he disabled? He just had a bit of a limp. Uh, and I wasn't <laughs> pushed in. That's his fault. John, it's not up to you to determine what and what isn't a disability. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disabled. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Move it swiftly on. Uh, we also had... <laughs> Let's not derail this completely. No. We we had another comment. Um, you were talking about Patriots Day, which we, we spoke about earlier. Because like I'm interested in that film. I was interested in the Boston. Not I wasn't wasn't interested in the actual bombing, but you, like you, you loved it. I followed. <laughs> I followed it when it was on. You did. And well, I think it was John. You were mentioning about how there was like some kind of martial law yeah. imposed in in Boston as it was going on. And Nick 
reacts as if there is still a martial law in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, is there? And you're like, well, in the, f-, and you're like, Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> there isn't still a martial law in Boston. And, and John Goodman's not in charge. Have we checked this? Just as everyone actually looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the last point I was going to bring up, Jono didn't go into it, but he nearly brought up his criminal history with Amazon. What, I don't, so, what, what are you talking about? We did, we no did, criminal history. Don't mention it. We, we got pretty close, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. They just wrongfully banned me and that's about it. <laughs> so as you see, they, we've covered the spectrum of terrible things last week that yeah. I wasn't part of. But now I'm back to try and keep, <laughs> try and keep control of this shitstorm. Good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's that's all I had for for last week's good episode. <laughs> apart from that. this, this, this. <laughs> I, 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 I always got through that. <laughs> you yeah. did. You <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I thought I'd bring those those points up. Yeah. I hope you've you've enjoyed my feedback. Mm. I did, yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, go and get me badge out, you can. Well, we'll take that on board. Yeah. So you know, I'm back. Let's let's get the show back on the road. Let's pretend last week uh, some of those comments didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's talk films and stuff. This week, our film of the week with all five of us here is Dunkirk. Yeah, baby. Because we. I mean, like, not for this. What happened, like. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. celebrate <laughs> yeah okay um, yeah Dunkirk's our film of the week this week we we obviously all of us have watched it it's a new yep. film thought we'd have a five man show for the week which I'm against as well I like doing four man shows yep. so but I've, I've had my arm twisted and I'm here I'm making the show about me um, <laughs> but yeah so, so have we watched any other films this week or anything we want to talk about before, before we go on can I just I want to kind of make a bit of correction from last week ah uh, yes oh. oh Nick you have mentioned this to it's you. not even a correction like it's not it weren't my fault it's last of a correction more of a complete rewrite of what you said if, yeah essentially um, last week I, I I gave the news that um, Rockstar are producing Grand Theft Auto 6 because of a Five. leak Oh no, five's already out. Um, because of a leak by, by... <laughs> That's the correction. I've got a correction for next week. <laughs> because, because because some voice actor put it on his CV saying that like he's working on number six. Since we recorded that episode, there's been another story which has said... Basically, he's come back out and gone, it weren't six, that was a mistype, that was five. Sorry, guys, it's not happening right, kind of thing. Right. So there's no number six in production as of now. But I'm convinced that he just got a bit of a bollocking from did he, Rockstar. Did he just add that eye at the end of the video? I, I, I just think he got a bit of a bollocking from Rockstar and he's like, going to have to try and go back on this now, aren't I? But yeah. yeah, I just wanted to correct that for anyone who was raging. To be fair, you could have left that uncorrected. And when it is finally announced, it's like, well, we're, we're, we're way ahead of the game on this. Like, <laughs> we announced this months ago. Yeah. It's like... Uh, whilst I like facts, I also like just outright lies. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a fact in but just make it up. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, yeah that's well, all. I just that's the only correction I wanted to make anyway. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. While we're on news and stuff, Uncharted Five just announced. Oh yes, yeah. Uncharted. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you actually, you have not six. You sold it to me then. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, announced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got another game announced this week. That I've been waiting for for about three or four years. Now I know what most of your reactions are going to be in the room, but I've been waiting for this game for years. But The Sims Four is finally oh, coming God, to PS Four. Yeah. Oh, I've, oh, I have heard this. Oh, and no. I will be purchasing. My computer's going to get used now by Gemma. Yeah, 
I will be purchasing um, that for my PS4. Like I played that, I I spent so much of my childhood playing number one, number two, um, and the herb sims in the city on my PlayStation Two. And the best bits, not just the ones where they just they go wrong and they're like having like really. Do you want me to tell you what the best bits like, is? Like, is putting in the, <laughs> the best. I think you're you're playing the wrong type of game. The best. <laughs> oh, where they have the glitches. The best bit is doing doing the cheats and going to the gnome at the end of the drive to get loads of money. <laughs> I I remember I can't remember which one it was either Sims Two or like Sims Busting Out on the PlayStation. Oh, there was a uh, like a, a cheat where you would type in fish eye or whatever it was, and you would basically play the game from the vision of the sim. So you would just be in first person Sims, and that was that was quite an interesting game. The graphic for the <laughs> sex when they have it. <laughs> You've gone down a similar route here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sims 4 is coming out. I can't wait for that. I've been waiting for years. Since that came out on PC, I've been waiting for a PS4 release date. Do you know what it's I want to never... see? Joe's just... list. He's, he, he's always waiting for a game to come out. I reckon there's a list at home going, I waited five years for you. <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah, I, Have you a... actually got a real list? I, I, well, Is there a physical list or is it in your brain? It, I feel all... like you've got a few franchises <laughs> that you're proper hardcore about. Like... Yeah, yeah. What's the Skyrim one called? Elder Scrolls? Bethesda. Well, yeah, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. You love that, don't you? Yeah. Tekken. Yeah. I didn't know Sims was one of them, but Sims. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Probably put Fallout yeah. on that list, I assume. Oh, yeah, Fallout, yeah. Yeah. I want to see this list. So any time a new game of them comes around, you'll be all over it. Yeah, I'm a fan of good games. Most of them. Are <laughs> yeah. not, yeah. not all of them. But, yeah. Even, even when um, Fallout 4 came out, I know I got a lot of flack, but... I still put about six days of gameplay into that. Yeah, I didn't go quite that far, but like yeah. I put a lot of time in myself. Like I remember when, because when you stumble across the weird stuff in there, there's a scene in it which has been you find a boat in like a river, and it's got a one of the mutant sort of shark dolphin, or like one of them dead on the back of the boat. And there's like a blue bandana there, and it's supposed to be a nod to the Jaws scene. Where obviously not when a giant dolphin oh, jumps yeah. out in Jaws, but like when when the shark comes out in Jaws, yeah, it's when you find little nods to that. So like New That's Vegas, cool, yeah, yeah, New Vegas had their you found a skeleton inside a fridge, and I remember that, yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones, yeah, Indiana Jones. So yeah. it, it just there was a few more in New Vegas. I can't remember now what they are. But there's there's a, Star Wars one with the... two. There was two guys. You find two skeletons, and when normally you go like search a skeleton. Yeah, it was two characters from Star Wars. It was Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru burnt into this skeleton. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. So yeah, well, um... just on that, can I do a quick thing? Have you guys played Wolverine on the PS3? No. Nope. Based on the first Wolverine film. No. Nope. There's loads of weird references in that game. Like there's one to Portal where you find a cake behind a wall. There's one to uh, Lost at the time you find the hatch from Lost just randomly in the middle of the floor. We'll come back to that, but there's so many games with that in it. Yeah, cool, <laughs> cool little like, uh, well, you mean the, the, the hatch thing. Yeah, the hatch yeah. is in GTA Five. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. And you find uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Viggo Mortensen, Aragorn. You find his sword like embedded in stone in it as well yeah. in Wolverine. Just really weird little nod. It's like, That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of games, Sims was the only thing I really came armed with this week. Uh, I've been playing GTA Five, but I think I've mentioned that uh, before. Yeah. Playing the playing the stunt races. But... Yeah, I've I've not actually played any games. To be honest, I've, I've been meaning to get back into the Game of Thrones uh, Telltale game, but haven't. Oh, yeah. um, I, I wanted to. My brother actually dropped off uh, Fahrenheit, but for the PS2, he gave the game the PS2 copy, and he's like, "You can play that if you want." And I've I've been meaning to get on that, but. Have you ever played that before? No, never. I played that a few months ago. I bought it on PS4, and uh, I've played it, played it before anyway. But I love that game. Like, it's it's 
it's one of the Quantic Dream games. Well, I know that I'm a massive fan of Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond Two Souls. I love both of them games, but um, and I'm really excited for Detroit. Um, but I've never played Fahrenheit so far, so it suffers from the same problem that most David Cage, most <laughs> David most Cage. David Cage games <laughs> suffer from, other than Heavy Rain, which is probably a bit like this. But David Cage games tend to start off really good, and then they go insane, like mm-hmm. not in a good way, oh, but right. in like a this is now too far too into far, weird like, yeah. sci-fi stuff. Like Beyond Two Souls is great when you're like just going to birthday parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when you've got like. Ghosts murdering like a hundred SWAT team members of SWAT team. Yeah. Like, what is going on? I mean, while you're playing it, it's like this is quite an interesting game, but it's like this is not what I wanted from this. Yeah. Uh, it's the same with Fahrenheit, even though Fahrenheit is one of my probably probably in my top fifteen games. Okay, but yeah, that definitely gets very weird at points. Not, I, not in a great way. I will I will be uh, playing it eventually uh, when I get round to it. But I, like expect, a- I expect a full review by next week's episode. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be uh, losing. Like, it'll, I'll lose out by not play, playing the PS4 version that's been released. Um, yeah, I mean the the one. It's like a remaster, but yeah, so, it, you don't lose anything by playing the PS2 one instead. It's just slightly better resolution that's graphics. Yeah. I mean, I guess it'll be quite quite fun to play with the old PS2 control. I'm quite looking forward to that. Yeah, no, you you'll enjoy that. It's a, it's a good game. That one. Cool. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff in it. Got any more games this week? I've got a game, yeah. Do that before the films, yep. Yeah, may as well. We have we've started now, may as well. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Splatoon two on the Switch, finally started playing it. Uh it, it's amazing. It's so good. Uh isn't it just a paintballing game? No. It's basically Gears of War, but the element that they've added to it. Imagine Gears of War, everything about it, the third person shooter system and everything, but the point of the game isn't to kill the other team. I mean it helps, but the point of the game is to literally cover as much of the floor as possible and beat your opponent to cover their floor as well kind of thing. Is it a bit like... um it's Well, is it a bit like the Tony Hawk's games where it's like graffiti mode where you go and like do a trick on it? Maybe. Floor? I never played that, to be honest. But... You... Yeah, because as you grind and stuff, it covers it. Like, that's your... Right. Um... It's literally two teams of four on a big map. The whole map's bare at the start and you've got to literally paint as much of the map as possible. And if you come across one of the enemy team painting the map, kill them and get them out of the way, carry on going kind of thing. But yeah, it's, it's a great game. Love I've it. Heard really good reviews for it. Yeah, it's got good, good reviews. Got a cool little like art style to it and everything. Uh, yeah, been, been loving it. It's a really good game. Would you say it's the best Switch game at the moment or no? No, Mario Kart was eight. Is it? So that's probably still the best game. Like, is that the one that's a port? The port from the from the uh, Wii Wii U. Wii U. Doesn't say doesn't say that much if the best game on there at the moment is a port. Well, to be fair, Splatoon two. One criticism people have had about it is it's basically Splatoon, but with a few new bells and whistles on it. There's one mode called Salmon Run, which is amazing. But uh, so they're doing that a lot. They're just literally porting games over to the Switch, and people are loving it. So it's mad though, because like the Switch hasn't got that many games for it. I know it's it's starting to get up there. Yeah. But all I've ever heard is positive stuff. Like, yeah, I, I love the Switch. Like people who own a Switch love it, even though there's not that much on there. Yeah. Even to the point of I've even been thinking about like just binning off the Xbox and PS4 and just literally just playing the Switch from now on. Like, That's insane. Yeah, it's that good. I could just play that one console. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it. I love Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo fanboy. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we should we move on from games if no one's got any more? Yeah. Yep. Uh, films. I have this week. I watched a couple of films. I will start with me. Uh, <laughs> Kong Skull Island. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I've watched yeah, that I've as well. That. Yep. It's recently came out on Blu-ray. Yep. What 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 were our thoughts on that? 
It's the most 3.5 film I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, just... I can get behind that. Yeah. It's it's visually pretty stunning in parts. Yeah. The, the drama's like, oh, it's it's kind of, like you said, it's just the most average sort of drama. I've got a couple of issues with the effects of Kong. I'm sure the size of him like varies from shot to shot. One minute it's like 100 <laughs> feet tall, the next minute it's 50 feet tall. It's like, how big is this thing? Like, Do you know what I mean? The... Seems to be just convenient for whatever he's doing in, the, in that scene. He'll be that big, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think. I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was like I was after what after I watched it. I was like, oh well, that was a good use of time. I, mean, I, I, I like it. You know, I don't, don't hate it or anything. I, but... I won't watch that again for a long time. I just wasn't that into it. Yeah. But how do you think about it compared to Godzilla? I prefer Godzilla. Yeah, me too. Definitely. I, I love Godzilla. I probably I probably give Godzilla the three point five, and then give Kong maybe a three. I'm probably more like Godzilla 4.5, Kong 3.5. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I watched that. Uh, followed that up on the same night with Moana. One of the best films I've seen all year. I'm not even going to lie about it. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, it's got The Rock in it, so I I, I love it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's got The Rock singing in it, even better. <laughs> he, he's, he can sing as well. Oh, he's really good that, singer, isn't he? That song's the best sort of Disney song that's came out in years. How much auto tune from Will I Am's on that? Like, what do you reckon? Because he, do you reckon he can really sing or not? Uh, he has sang on wrestling back in the day, but I can't remember if he could actually. I sing think I, 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 <laughs> apparently he can because he actually loves to sing. Yeah, like he, he he loves singing the rock. So like when when he got asked to sing on Moana, it's like, oh yes, I will. <laughs> he, I think he makes the film. Like have, his character. Have you ever seen the behind the scenes uh, video of him singing Moana? No. He looks like he's having so much fun. <laughs> Honestly, he's, he's dancing around everywhere, just like, oh, he's loving it. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was... I'm, I'm just going to go out there and throw me rating out there now for it. It's four and a half out of five. It's, I'm not, it's I'm, that good. I'm not even a cartoon person. I've been trying to tell John to watch it. I was told to watch it for my daughter, who then fell asleep. So I just thought, I'll carry on watching this. Actually, I really liked it. I'd, give it, I'd probably give it a four. And it's I'm not really even good. a cartoon person. That's that's how good I thought it was. It, the, the music's in it's good. Uh, yeah. The the sort of CG in it is really good. The humor in it. I laughed loads of that in that film. Yeah, the humor, like, like the little the little chicken they take with yeah. them. That like, is he's so funny. There's a part in it where they stick a chicken in the this dopey chicken doesn't speak or anything. But <laughs> doesn't really the, do anything but feed. So it's like rocking back and forth. It's not even feeding on the on like the the little food on the floor. So they have to turn it. Because it's just like rocking back and forth, like it's just mindless. <laughs> but they like because the, the boat's rocking around everywhere. They put the chicken in like a little hole so it doesn't fall out of the boat. And every time the boat sways, the chicken just sways along and hits its head <laughs> on one side. So this is funny because it's it's obviously a kids' film. Yeah, but it's actually like a, a really top Disney film. I think I think it's one of the best in years. And but then again, I've not watched that many of them yet. No, but it's better because it's it's less overhyped. It's not the the usual Frozen type overhyped stuff where kids are singing the song to the point where you want it. You want to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Put that out there. This is different. I've not heard kids sing it, but I know for a fact that they'd love the film if they watched it. And that's what makes me like it more because it's not overplayed and it's not everywhere you look. You, you know what I mean? I kind of don't like that too commercialised shit. You're literally referencing Frozen here, aren't you? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Do you just hate Frozen? The, no, the only Frozen, Frozen has the one of only the best truly, songs ever. Well, yeah, like, the only oh. truly commercialised cartoon film that I actually do like is Toy Story. That at the time had the same sort of uh, toys and I, stuff out. I think you the way you have to look at it is everybody loves Toy Story who's our age. It's because it came out, you know, when we were kids. Yeah, 
Yeah, like, no. If you're looking at these more recent ones, you've got to kind of look at them through that different lens because you have your nostalgia glasses on for Toy Story. That's good. It's like I love, I love Toy Story. I'll give you another one then. Uh, I like Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, it's good. That's the other one that I compare to this because it's a different story and it's not the usual that you would expect, like fairy tale stuff. It's like literally, it's it's quite good the way they play it inside the game. You get that nostalgic vibe because all the games within the big machine, you can see like little Pac-Man's going about on the little ghosts and stuff. It's it's actually pretty cool. I like. I've got, it. I've got, I'm not a big fan of Wreck-It Ralph, but we knew you. But you, you're not a big fan of the general. Yeah. Like, I like all the video game stuff, but halfway through it turns into this weird like thing where they've got to get this girl to be a car. She's racer. a glitch, though, isn't she? It just like turns into something else. She entirely, needs to win a. Were you just wanting like just just like just Halo basically? <laughs> <laughs> you go into the sort of Halo style like yeah. arcade game where just it's Master just... Chief turn up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like Wreck-It Ralph. I thought that was good. Uh, there have been a few good ones recently. Is it Wreck-It Ralph Disney or is it? Disney. Yeah, Disney. Is it yeah. Disney Pixar? Yeah. I don't think it's Pixar. It's not Pixar. No, no just normal. Just Disney. I know, I know, I know, I know what's Pixar because I'm a big fan of all Pixar. <laughs> I've seen them all, apart from Cars. I just don't care. Oh no, I see. I, <laughs> no, I can't wait. Cars going round and around and they talk. I'm dying to catch well, Cars three. Be part of it as well then. No, because that, that that that's Disney. not Pixar. That's Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Disney Disney took the um, the Cars uh, thing and was like, let's make a a film for kids. Uh, car planes. Yep. I know, I know me Disney. <laughs> <laughs> have we have we seen Up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Pixar, isn't it? Obviously. See, see, like, like I remember it being good. I can't remember the whole film, but the, it's that scene at the start where they what? show the sort of storyboard almost of his life just crumbling apart, and then like <laughs> it goes well, and then you just see it's why it's his wife dies, doesn't it? Yeah. Do it's what, really awful. Do you know for what a that is? Film. That's a homage to stuff like Bambi, where they get a, a bad experience out at the start where someone dies. That that's not happened in years in a cartoon, or for a kid for like film for kids. But it proper gets you feeling though. As exactly. soon as you start watching the film, you're like, oh poor guy, and then <laughs> and then, then it start, then it just kicks off the film. Yeah, they put the emotion in in the right place because it gets people involved, not just kids. It gets people feeling it, and then when they when they progress through the film, it sort of gets better for him. It sort of sees his life get better. So it's better than the usual cartoons that just don't really have anything sad in. It's very yeah. light-hearted in what they can consider sad, but this is genuine. It's also got a talking dog in it. And well, that's yeah. my issue with it. Like, I mean, I know I'm not a big fan of cartoons and stuff. You don't like talking dogs? No, Isn't it like really. dog or something? Dog. No, but like, go on, it, it's just it goes from like, the tone is all over the place. It goes from like this realistic kind of portrayal of a wife down at the start of the film to then having this talking dog. I'm just like, what film is that? Like, but, what's well, the, well, the tone of this film? Sorry, can I just jump in here? You said realistic. Have you seen the... Collar with the voice voice box on for animals. Have you seen that? That no. is a thing. What so do you think? basically, no. uh, there's a video floating around. Um, it's a cat wearing this little collar, and it's got like a voice box on. So when the cat meows, it will translate it into English. So the cat will go meow, and it'll go hello, <laughs> and it's the greatest thing. So when you say it's not that realistic. Maybe you're just not looking forward into the future enough. Maybe, but can you actually float your house with blooms as well in real life? Mm. If you had enough. If you enough <laughs> blooms, do, you, do you not think the little kid in it that is constantly pestering his old neighbour is similar to the real make of Dennis? Like the I, Dennis I can't the Menace. even remember do that. Do you not remember honest. it? No. no. Usual Dennis the Menace is a bit different. All the neighbours hate him, but the real Dennis that's made, Dennis is always trying to always trying to be nice to next door and it just so everything bad that happens just seems to be um an accident but it always seems to happen to mr to mr wilson <laughs> next door and that's why he hates him it's kind of similar to that 
he kind of hates the kid and wants rid of him, but this kid loves him. I've seen the Dennis movie, but I, haven't, I don't well, remember that. Though, that's though. that. It's literally yeah. the same type of thing. They're sort of paying homage to it, even to the point of what he's what he's wearing, wearing. and stuff. Yeah. Well, that, that's all I had film-wise. Um, I know, uh, Nick, you've got a lot of films you wanted to talk also, about. Oh, you rated Moana, didn't you? 4.5. 4.5. And I give it a 4. Anyone else seen it? No. I have seen it, yeah. Um, I'd probably rate it a good 4.5. It's really good. Great film. It Loved it. Well, let's move on from Moana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of films. Because <laughs> I, I, I keep getting given lists of films that people reckon I should be have watched by now. And apparently I haven't seen any film. Um, so... I'll I'll do a quick fire through a few of them because I will be here all day if I go <laughs> through them in depth. Um, we'll put that on the premium pay channel. <laughs> Nick's, Nick talking about films as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll start anyway. <laughs> um, Dying last week, I think. Um, I, I watched a film called Man on Fire. Has anyone? Anyone? Yeah, I've seen, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. it. Tony Scott. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Denzel Washington. Yep. Um, and I loved it. Great film. Um, good four out of five. Um, um, after that, I watched uh, Drive. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen Drive. Yeah. <laughs> Love Drive. Have you, have you seen this, Joe? Drive. I I know the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, you? Cliff Martin. Has a I think this soundtrack. is a film that Jono should have probably watched because it's your boyfriend. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah. Should have watched. Oh yeah, yeah. You fancy Ryan Gosling? Yeah. I don't fancy him. I don't yeah. know why this. Do <laughs> 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 you fancy Ryan Gosling? <laughs> no, I just like the films he's in. <laughs> have you seen Drive? No. Well, you need to watch Drive. I will watch Drive though. Yeah, Drive is amazing. It, you, like... Drive is amazing. Yeah. It's got Ryan Gosling in it. I know exactly. It sold it to me. Already. Giving that a four point five out of five. It's got also Oscar Isaac. He's amazing in it. Oh, the woman from Mad Men. I can never think of a name. The redhead. But, but yeah, it's a great film. You Nicholas Winding Refn directed. Yeah. Correct that next week. Yeah. We'll find the name. Just a few. Of, like, I'm gonna just like I'm gonna mention four, and then there's a fifth one I want to go into a bit more detail. In um, there was another. I watched. Uh, it's an old one. Um, um, cool. Crawl. Oh, I, yeah, I watched Crawl. <laughs> I watched Crawl last night. Have you seen it? Have you? <laughs> I've not seen Crawl. Crawl's an old. It, girl it's, a, it's like an old eighties film. It's got um, Liam Neeson in it um, yeah. as a kid. Um, <laughs> it's it's really weird. It's like everyone's on horsebacks, but. They'll be getting shot at by people with lasers and like, I mean, fighting I, them with swords. And... I think it's pretty much like a Star Wars. I want to say rip up. I love Krull, though. I think it's no, amazing. it is it's just amazing, a really though. odd it, concept. It is yeah. a really good film. I enjoyed that. I'll probably give that a good 3.5 out of 5. And another film I watched is uh, Human Traffic um, from like the 90s. I think this one's for. It's yeah. got Danny Dyer, um, John Sim. Him. John Sim out of Life on Mars. That's yeah. who that is. Yeah, that, that guy, yeah. I haven't seen it, but what, what's it about? It's literally a group of mates that go out and take drugs, get drunk, and just have a bloody good night. And it that's is, it, honestly. It's, it's amazing. It's just a film about them going out and getting fucked. It's basically made off the back of train spotting. Was it Irvine Welsh as well who wrote the book, I think? Uh, Same author as train spotting. I don't, I th- I don't, know if don't quote me on that. that. I think it is. It was similar times to I the don't football th- factory as well, so the drug taking and stuff just crossed the film. I, I, I don't right? actually mm. think it was Irvine Welsh. I mean... I mean, I might be wrong, but yeah, I don't I'm think not sure, it was. But it's right after training spot, so it's kind of like off the yeah, back yeah. of that. But yeah. but no, like like I say, it's just a group of mates going out, getting like off the red, and and then like you see them after the night, like sat at home just having like a little laugh together. Sat at home recording the podcast, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, it's a really good film. Like I'd recommend that one. I'm gonna stick my neck out and say that people always give Danny Dyer shit because he is in some shit films, but. He- 
But back then, sort of late 90s, early 2000s, he actually was in pretty decent films that were put together, you know, gritty English films that were proper stuff that you would relate to, like this and The Ball Factory and whatnot. And, like, I actually proper felt sorry for Danny Dyer in this film. Like, because, like, everyone else, like, everyone else in the film's kind of, like, like it's, it's fucking, you know, 20 years old, guys, and I'm not spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like... Everyone else is there pairing off kind of thing, and he's 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 not he's kind of on his own, but he's going nuts in the process a bit because he's been basically on it, like taking uh like like cocaine and and all this stuff for so long that it's messing with his head kind of thing, um and he's just going a bit nuts, um it and you do end up feeling a bit sorry for him. I feel with Danny Dyer, like just just a personal opinion. I prefer Danny Dyer, the sort of comedy panelist, to Danny Dyer, the actor. No, I know. And, he, he's a funny guy. He, he is a funny. No, guy. he's a funny guy, but you can also play a decent part when it's the right part. Like if it's a, a proper British. What's the other one where he's like he goes and works in Spain, um, and he's he's end up like. I actually know what you're on about. I think, but I've, I can't pick. He's in. He's, he's in. Is. What's it called? I'll have to correct this, but he like basically goes over and I'm sure they're doing like help deal drugs over in the clubs over there and run clubs over there. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I, I, I actually know what you're on about, but I can't think of the name. But it's right like now. He, but, that time he did some decent. But um, like I said, I didn't want to go into that film in too much detail. I just want like, um, but it's good. I'd recommend it. Um, I'd probably give that a good four out of five. Um, the last film I wanted to talk about. This one I want to go into a bit more detail. I wanted to kind of explain to you because like i love this film it's called wakefield um starring brian cranston and it's like the weirdest concept but like i enjoyed it um basically brian cranston he's got like a good job he's got a wife he's got two kids and one night he just goes home and he and he can't be asked going in the house so he goes into the attic of his garage across like the garden and he just stays there but he falls asleep in the garage and instead of going over to explain to his wife, he's like, oh, I'll wait until she goes work and I'll stay here. And this one day turns to 10 years. And, and like, he's just in. And so his wife is obviously like, she's met someone else and like lived a life. And he's just there with a big beard. He's a tramp. He's going like stealing food that she throws away and stuff. And but, like the way she like, he's kept like the family out there because they don't normally go up to the attic. But like if they've ever gone up, he's like, scared and waved saying that there's like like making noises of spiders or something um it's honestly it's the weirdest film ever but it's so good especially just a guy that's lost it and, and I've, I've never seen it, it it's, it's interesting it's a very recent film it's just uh, like it's on amazon prime you have to rent it but you can get that now if you wanted um i'd, I'd definitely recommend it i loved it um like i say you're just watching a guy basically make himself homeless and preferring it to the family life <laughs> while watching his family. It's it's so weird, but I loved it. I, I like the sound of that. I, I think I'll, I'll have a look at that. I yep. definitely recommend it. It's Bran Cranston. Like, you can't go wrong with a Bran Cranston um, like, film at all. Yep. I, I agree with that. And that's it for me. I've, I've, like, I probably do have like seven more <laughs> that because I have watched a lot of films, but I I think I like I said I'd be here all day. So <laughs> cool. All right. Um, well, John, have you have you watched any films this week? Just the one this week. I went old school. Watched Demolition Man. I thought oh. you were gonna say old school, and I was like, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about old school. <laughs> no, I watched Demolition Man. I just watched it because 
just it can be on at times and I just won't watch it and then I'm just in the mood to watch it. It's just Wesley Snipes and it's just I think he's amazing. Plus yeah, great, yeah. The whole three shells thing and the fact that he eats rat burgers. I mean, yeah, like, Rob Schneider. Yeah. yeah, Rob Schneider's in it as a bit like a weird sort of police. Like, what does he work on the switchboard or something? Yeah, something like that. So what, what's it about? I've never seen it. You've never seen Demolition Man, right? Oh. In a nutshell, he's like, I think it's 1996. Normal cop goes into a building. Um, Wesley Snipes is like the bad guy. I'm shoot. Uh, the the hostages get killed, don't they? But they blame him. In the yeah. police. He's a policeman, Sylvester Stallone, in it. They blame him for it. So what they do is they send him to prison, but it's not normal prison. They cryogenically freeze him for the, what's it, 50 years it's supposed to yeah, be. something like it's that. It's supposed yeah. to be 50 years they freeze him for. And all these, like, high-end criminals, they call them, they freeze them instead and they just keep them. It's easy to control, apparently. But Wesley Snipes comes under review, doesn't he? Because he was also frozen at the same time. It's like 30-odd years later, so it's technically the future to us. I think it's 2020. Yeah. Um... But they've been sort of, while he's been in a cryogenic state, they've been enhancing his skills. So he's cleverer, he's stronger, he's smarter and stuff. And as he comes out, he basically escapes. The only person that can catch him, Sylvester Stallone's character. So they have to unfreeze him and get him into this modern world and try. It's it's funny because it's like self-driving cars and they don't have sex. They have this like two helmets, VR, VR like <laughs> sex they have. They don't touch each other. And there's no crime. Crime doesn't exist anymore in this world. Like... They have these things, don't they? Like graffiti bombs. Yeah. And they go off and the walls can just repaint themselves dead quick and it's done. They have no crime to the point where Sandra Bullock's character is is so bored because she loves 90s world, doesn't she? Where everything happened. Yeah, she's got a Lethal Weapon 3 poster. Yeah, know, she, loves all, she wants to be a proper cop but never gets a chance to until she gets sort of paired up with, with Sylvester and obviously they've got to try and catch Wesley Snipes in it. But obviously from what he was in 1996 to 2020, he's so enhanced. Like it's so... He's so much tougher to catch yeah. and to fight. But yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, some of the quotes from it, Edgar Friendly. I yeah. remember that line. <laughs> it's just Quite random good. stuff. It's like, it's it's a film where it's boss to see what they thought in 1996, what 2020, what, like, or whatever it is. I think a lot of films do that quite well. I mean, like, I speak uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. When was that made? The 60s? Yeah, 68, like I think, yeah. The way they view the future, really interesting. Yeah. They literally have iPads on that ship. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. Like. Mm-hmm. I know, but yep. this film isn't so far away from it because the self-driving car does exist. Obviously, we know it has issues, the Google self-driving <laughs> car. Goes back to that quote, doesn't it? Is, um, what is it? Um, life imitates art. Literally, if, if someone makes something which like shows Don't the future, it. we tend to imitate that. And that's mm. what they've tried to do. And it literally... It's so fun just to watch how they've done it. Obviously, I still don't get, like I'm saying, the three shells. He goes to the toilet. It's no toilet roll. It's just... A three shelf with three seashells on it and he doesn't know how to wipe his bum so what he does is he needs the toilet so bu- so much that he's backed up what you do is when you swear you get like this like token that you have to pay a fine you have to pay so many credits like a parking fine basically so he yeah. just keeps swearing to get more paper so he can wipe his bum <laughs> it's actually a pretty good part because he's just constantly swearing like you owe us 50 credits and he ends up with a pile of for shit is this Sylvester Stallone yeah. yeah I'll be honest I'm the type of guy who looks at Sylvester Stallone film and goes I'm not watching it it's, oh, a, it's a similar period to sort of like um, Time Cop with John Cobb yeah, and Dan that type I, of thing I think it was 93 it was the last big like big budget R rated film before they started like cutting all the violence out but yeah like that. there's proper violence in it to the point yeah. where like Wesley Snipes says he escapes he needs to get out of this high security prison. And the the kind of, the cross between doctors and policemen, that oh, prison guards you'd call them, 
he actually has to take the man's eye out to get through the retina scanner. Yeah, retina scanner. It's just it's just brutal. Like some of it, just on the end of a pen, he just takes his eye out and just goes to the scanner. Yeah, I haven't seen this film, but that scene. I I feel like I've seen that scene somewhere. You probably yeah, have probably. with the film. It you, it tends to be on like ITV, so you'll catch. You might have caught bits of of the film, but and people sometimes pass bypass it. But it's worth a watch because it's. I, I love demolition. Yeah, so yeah. do I. It's a five star film for me. If you want proper action, you want it in a old school nineties way with proper action people. This is yeah. what you're going to get. Because Wesley Snipes in it is amazing as well. So it's quite funny as well. I can't think who played Edgar Friendly. I can't think of his name now, but it was the comedian who like. Got accused of ripping off Bill Hicks. I can't think of his name, but he did like Holston Pills adverts in the nineties yeah. and stuff. But yeah, so he's, he's pretty funny in it as well. So yeah, if you, if you get around to watching it, watch it. It is always seemingly on ITV too. But if you can't wait that long, just just rent it or whatever. Cool, cool. All right, Sam. Did you have any films this week? Uh, I got three films this week. Uh, I've talked about one of them before, quite in depth, which is Stranger Than Fiction. Um, Again, it's still on Netflix, so I just thought I'd watch it again because it's one of my favourite films. Will Ferrell um, has an author narrating basically what's going on in his, in his life and he's going a bit crazy. and uh, He has to try and kind of track down this author with the help of Dustin Hoffman. Um, love that film. Uh, I just thought I'd watch it again. Um, I, to be fair, I really want to watch that film. I, yeah, I, even really after the last time, I, I wanted to watch it, but I've never gotten around to it yet. No, I mean, like I've mentioned it like not... Recently on the podcast, but like 10 episodes ago or something like that. So I mean, that's how much it comes around for me. Yeah, I'm definitely going to add that to my list. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, I'll watch it as well at some point, yeah. Um, 50-50, watched that last night. What a cracker. Uh, love that film. Love that film. Um, Seth Rogen. JGL, yeah. Possibly, I think Seth Rogen possibly didn't get like the credit he maybe deserves this one because we've said on War Dogs before, sort of like with his, the comparison with him and Jonah Hill, sort of Seth Rogen does the knocked up kind of films where he just comes across as a proper goof but oh, I, don't, he, I, I love those he still comes across yeah. as a goof in 50-50 but it's a bit more heartfelt and you actually feel like that he comes across really as the, as a nice guy rather than a can, a I, can I just jump in there I mean I'm sure you might have a note for this but do you know the whole thing about how I think the director said either he had cancer right. or a close friend had cancer and the film's basically like a true story about what how Rogan oh, right, helped okay. help this other friend get through cancer like so, I didn't know that. Yeah, was, Rogan was actually mates with the guy who, who had cancer, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. To sort of just derail this into a pop, like a sort of less, like, um, a more lighthearted. <laughs> Seth Rogan was in Zack and Mary do a porno. Yeah. Has anybody seen that? Can yes. I love that one. Are what you about I... to say that that's a true story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we said Once like you know, in like a Costa coffee, and this happened in the back room. Well, we were thinking like that, like you know, like Seth Rogan playing like sort of lovable goofs. Like he does that in like Knocked Up, doesn't he? But I got led on to Zach and Mary because I just remembered one of my favourite quotes from any film ever. So I think she goes up to order a coffee and what's the guy in it called? He's the guy who's in the US office. I know you mean. Honestly, I as well. Yeah, he's in loads of stuff. Oh yeah, I can't think of that. <laughs> right, so somebody goes up to order a coffee and he's the barista and she goes, uh, like one coffee, black. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> <laughs> like he returns and he's like... Be right up, white. Good film. Do you know what? I was gonna drop some. I was gonna say, I love Seth Rogen, but and like he, but he does play the same character in every film. Yeah. Which well, is strange because I don't usually like that, but for some reason, every film he's in, he's in where he plays that character, it seems to work. You know, because I don't like Kristen Shute the way she's the same in every film. Yeah. It doesn't go. Well, I mean, I, we spoke about it in work. He does the thing usually of like 
he'll explain what he's doing and be like, oh my God, I'm really, I'm enjoying this more than I thought. Well, this is really good. That's his whole kind of repertoire, isn't it? I mean, you know, 90% of the time. The, but... Yeah, that's, yeah, like you're saying, it's 90% of the time. The only, the only difference is, I'd say, was uh, the Steve Jobs film, the one with Michael Fassbender, yeah. where he plays a completely different role to his usual. I kind of like the I fact he changed I, it I up. I feel like he has done a few roles where he's yeah, not playing. Yeah, out the norm. Like, I mean, yeah. I love him I, like in everything. I, I, actually, I actually really am a big fan of Seth Rogen, but I yeah. think there is different roles where he hasn't played the exact same character yeah he's, he's there or thereabouts it's just you can it's just him isn't it it's it's sort of a character that is a, he portrays a character very well the way he, the way he is he comes across the same type of way he, 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 come, he, come, he, he plays a good stoner is what you basically say kind isn't of, it? yeah he's very good at playing a, the, the your average stoner guy <laughs> i feel like if he was back sort of in the 90s that kevin smith would have him in a more more of his films that were about because he seems to be of a similar vibe to them type of like yeah, I could imagine him being in Clerks. It'd have been like Jason he... Lee, basically. Yeah, <laughs> he just sort of fit into them films if he was sort of acting sort of ten, fifteen years prior. Yep. No, that was that. That's definitely a good show. Fifty-fifty. Like I've not seen that in years, Sam. But short film is only one out one out of forty. Just, yeah. I'd, I'd literally just stuck it on last night as a uh, as a throw. Well, did you watch it in one go? Yeah, it does. Ooh, bloody hell. <laughs> She's a changed man, doesn't drink. Watches films in one um, No, I like I actually love that film. I like it like you say, it's very heartfelt. Um it's good it's great it's great seeing like the, the humour that's um, yeah, in funny. it though as well. Um, even though it's a very serious film, like I love the humour that's in it as well. Yeah. Really um third film, I don't know how much can be said about this because of the film it is, but Shawshank Redemption. Well, so, I, I've, I've never I, heard of that film. <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought this up because I know there's one. Mem- <laughs> you go to jail and need a way out. Because <laughs> I, I know there's one member of this podcast which has like a very negative opinion of this film. Oh, I mean, it's not that negative. It's just everyone says it's the best film ever made, and I, I, I just We're don't not think saying it's that, but it's always in that list of top ten best ever. Well, so for me, it's, for me, it's nowhere near. It has like. everything that you need within a film. One thing I hate, I think you it's hate genuine, that voiceover, don't well, you? Well, I think it's generally poor filmmaking. It's voiceover when it's just like me and Andy were doing this, then yeah, we were doing that. We it's did, like, we, we did establish it's like an audio book, like we did establish today, though, that you like the Green Mile, which does the it's exact the same. same thing. <laughs> I don't but think it, the Green Mile's that heavy, but his only point was, well, Tom Hanks is in that one, yeah, but I don't think it's as heavy as what on voiceover, but it still Mile. does it though. Not to the point of the short. Well, no, no one mentioned the Green Mile as the best film ever. That's why. It no, it is. It's in these lists. If you're gonna get like, like, there's always these lists banded about. Where I, I read a list the other day of someone's top ten and the Shawshank coming second. This is just someone randomly doing it. To be fair, I didn't take the li- the whole list seriously because they had Spider Man two as third. And they had See, the, I agree with that. They had the Incredibles as number eight. These people are clearly on some form of drug. Ah. Not eight. <laughs> I, I, ever In the was your list. <laughs> they had Inception at seven. Now, we heard a clanger today from Ben who said that Inception isn't a good film. He well, also I, said Pulp mean, Fiction isn't a good film either. I've got to admit, I, mean, I, I love Inception, but... Oh, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Mm, I, yeah, well, Pulp... Pulp Fiction, well, I do think it's a good film, oh, but it's not as good as people think it yeah, is. It is. No, <laughs> well, the Inception thing, the whole concept of Inception so in-depth, he almost wanted us to explain why we think it's a good film just because he didn't, and we had to explain why we think it is. But it, the fact that it's something completely new, like it's a new concept. Like, Have you ever seen anything like Inception before? Nothing, nothing's a new idea. <laughs> but it's putting it, it's taking other ideas and making this new one, and it's not the, it's not a, might not be a be all and end all of a new thing, but have you ever thought of going into a dream and it being another sequence and you needing something to stabilize yourself, like a 
Like a dr- like he uses that little spinning dreidel thing. Yeah, to no, make- that, like that takes a lot of the like. I don't I don't know how many films there are about it, or at least popular films. But it, it's all about lucid dreaming. That it's it's a real thing. But it's the concept and- of, of how you portray that in a film is the is the artistic part of this film. You it's can not, see the visually; it's amazing. It's not a million miles away from the Matrix either. Oh you know come I mean? on, so- it's visually different. Oh no, just in terms of the idea. But yeah, that's being what asleep, I meant. So I'm being with another world. It's dragging something different yeah. in, though. I meant the visual aspect of the like the, yeah. the world coming oh, yeah. around over himself. Yeah, no, like yeah. I, I get what you're saying with that, but like I, I would, it's 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 nothing new. And which I'm going to drag onto the film later, the music's done by Hans Zimmer. Yeah, like, great, great soundtrack. soundtrack. You can't go wrong. Like nope. we've had this discussion about Shawshank Redemption and. Sam literally just said the name of it. He's not actually said anything about the film. Do you like the film, Sam? I like it, yeah. No, yeah. I've not seen it in a long time, so I kind of like, there's parts of the story which I forgot and I did like it and the, the narration doesn't bother me too much. In your yeah, opinion, quite. where does it rank? Is it one of these best ever films you've no, ever I, seen? I agree with that. Like, it is always in these like top 10 IMDb lists or whatever and people's favourite film and stuff like that. I don't rank it up there as that but it's a, it's a top film i've never seen it hit number do you know, one do you know when people uh call it the favorite film i i genuinely think that's just laziness do you think it's a cop-out like, like, like it, it, it no, really is like i think it's like, like, a, it's like <clears throat> the cheap go-to so i, I will i, I, I will Godfather. admit yeah. i will admit i was one of them people once i once said that was my favorite film but it was just pure laziness i guess it's kind of been so many people's favorite films it's easy to say oh that was my favorite film as well like yeah. kind of thing. is that a case that it's one of the only films that appears in so many people's top fives and it just happens to it be like be. that is on everybody's list not yeah. my or probably anyone in the room but it's it's right up there for so many people yeah you could say yeah. it's the most notable film that people say how good it is like if you was to reel off a list of not even saying a top 10 but just good films that you know that if someone hasn't seen it someone should watch the Shawshank is one of the films you would mention because you know people are going to agree with you yeah. You say I'm not saying it's a bad film or anything. I just, for me, it's not good filmmaking where it's like showers don't tell us kind of thing. You know what I mean? Literally, like yeah. it's like it's an audio book just handed it. Or if if I was to ask you what you'd rate it, then what would you give it? If you don't, well, I'd give it like probably like a four or something like. See, there you go. But that, even you know, John it's nowhere near, being critical gives it a four. But it's nowhere near like you know top top thousand list for me. No, but a four is a strong score for a film you don't like. Yep. It probably makes like. No, I mean that peaks. Made my top five or anything. But no, it's not mine. You have to appreciate what it is. Yeah, because yeah, we do. A fil- we're doing a film podcast. We're not going to be lazy and just choose the Shawshank. We're going to actually choose films that are. Yeah, just, the, just the, a- the best film ever made is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless. <laughs> we all know this. that. Also hit the list, top but ten on the recent list. It's where it should be. Just to put it in context for me, like you probably won't agree with this, but Frank Darabont, who did that, also did The Mist, and I think The Mist is better than uh, the Shawshank oh. Redemption. Like, is this like? Is this like a little? That oh, like I, a little I, jewel of film. Oh, I just think nobody ever talks about that, but I think that's a better film. You, you've mentioned than... this before, The Mist, and, and I I keep meaning to watch it. You've spoiled the ending for me, but like, <laughs> no, 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 not, not in a bad way. Like, literally, because he did that, I want to watch this film. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same boat as that. Like, I remember when you were talking about it, I was like, yeah, that's, that's the ending of Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I, I, John, I experienced it the same as you. Not well. Did you not expect that ending? No, it was based on a short book? story by Stephen King. So I read you know that, that? But it's nothing. Yeah. It, no, it's nothing like the actual film. Like it doesn't end like that. You know what I mean? Okay. So because when yeah. I saw it ending, I was shocked. Yeah. Spoiler warning. It was. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I was. Well, like, can I, ask, I, let's not mention it. We might have spoke about it before. Let's not mention the ending. No. Should we well, actually? I say, no, on. no, yeah, let's, let's, no, let's not go into I was it. hoping to maybe cover it, cover it in a future episode. Let's uh, cover it in a future episode. You're okay let's with not that? talk about it further, but like I, when I watched that, I watched it with a group of friends, and I, everybody everybody was just 
draw jaw and like hit the floor on yeah. that because it was like what the fuck. Like, it was great. It was <laughs> it, an amazing moment in a film. For me, it's the most. I can't think of the right word. Not gr- not grim or anything. It's the literally not even like darkest. That doesn't do it justice. It's the most nihilistic endings we've yeah. ever seen. Is yeah, that yeah. probably the right word? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah. Does that not? Describe itself the fact you can't even pick a word. It's that. It's that good. Oh, I don't that know. I, different. I, I, you can't I, I, pick a word. Let's, like, let, I want to. Let's put a stop to this, and we'll discuss it on a future yeah. podcast. Because, like, I think it could do with its own show. That one. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. That'd be That's that'd be a good show. That. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, Sam, did you have any more films? Or are we pretty much done. What did you? What were you going to give the Shawshank? Oh. Uh, between four and four and a half. It's a good film. It's not really that's good what I'm saying. Like it, it depends on the mood. That, that's what I am, to be honest. Yeah. yeah so. Cool. Yeah. All right. I've got a quick two, if that's okay. Quick two films. Yep. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, mentioned Will Ferrell. Uh, I watched Step Brothers for the first time this week. Oh, yeah. I would love to do an episode on Step Brothers, mate. Yeah. Well, I won't mention too much about it because being a comedy, it's hard to yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about. Like you know, in the, like this. Well, maybe we'll, we'll save it for a future one, but. I love uh, Adam Scott in it. He's like the dickhead brother. He's yeah. an, he's amazing. Like oh, some of the, some of his lines are. Amazing. It's not even that. Yeah. It's the, the fact that the dad loves him. He's like, oh, he's like he's proper. Yeah, dad's in likes, love with him. Like just the, like the mum's looking at him. Why do you love him? Like, this one bit when he comes round after the other two have been fighting. Just one quick quote. It's not even that, that funny a quote. It's just the way he delivers it. Is at the dinner table like charming the uh, the, the stepfather or whatever, and. Uh, He's telling another story. The mum was like, oh, you, Ad- Adam Scott, you with your stories. It's like, yeah, guilty as charged with the stories. <laughs> it's amazing. No, that, that film is... I watched it a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. so did I as well. It's it's such a, a funny film. Quick question for you. Anchorman Joe, or, me. Oh, sorry, me. Joe, yeah. yeah. Anchorman or Step Brothers? It's going to be Anchorman, but I yeah, do love Step Brothers. I agree, Anchorman all the way, but... I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree at all. Yeah. Um, Should we just do a Will this, Ferrell type thing? Yeah, Will this, Ferrell This show. film like, has been like, it's been knocking around the uh, the office for <laughs> like months, I'm telling you, it months. Has, we've been yeah. having yeah. to like, 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 bit Basically, people from work have been telling, like begging John pretty much to yeah. watch this film. It's like, I'll watch it on the weekend. <laughs> and then Monday comes, it's like, didn't have time to die. <laughs> I did. I, I did, however, watch these four films. Did <laughs> Just one. didn't have time for that one. But do you want to know how hempecked he was? He was so pecked, and like every day I could hear it that it was stuck in my head that I went home and I actually had to watch it myself <laughs> because he was stressing me out because he wouldn't watch it and it was stuck in my head. I I reckon I reckon we we sort of schedule in for a. A later episode. I'm up for that. I loved it, so we'll definitely talk Not about that. Not just that, I've, I've got episode. another film that I mentioned in work, which I won't say now, but I reckon we should maybe keep it for a future. Future one. I've got one, one last film, if that's okay. Only a quick one. I watched A, a Cure for Wellness. Uh, I heard of that, I've not seen it. Directed by Gore Verbinski, who did like Pirates of the Caribbean, Lone Ranger, which I love. I, I did enjoy it, but it's the kind of film where it's a mystery film, so on a first watch, you've got no idea until the last five minutes what's going on. Whether you know in context, it changes the whole film for you. Have, have you watched it a second time yet? Or? No, that's the thing. I think when I watch it again, I think I'll enjoy it more now knowing what it is. It's basically like, uh, have you ever heard of like the abominable, abominable Doctor Fibes from like mm. the set? It's an old, it's like an old Hammer horror film almost kind of thing. Uh, you watch it thinking, is it Shutter Island? Is it something else? But until you, you get to the last five minutes, it all clicks into place. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Four out of five. So, yep. Cool. Good. Cool. All right. Um, all right. We'll move on to our main film. We're gonna have a break first. Yeah. I do want to correct myself earlier. Uh, the line from Zach and Mary, which I love so much that I. Didn't know, the, didn't know the exact quote. I just remember laughing loads at it. Uh, is I'll have a large coffee, black. 
And he goes, can't you see I'm talking? Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, that. A great moment. We'll be back <laughs> after this short musical interlude. <laughs> I left that on like a sort of, I did the sentence and then there was no uplifting. I'm a bit of a question. Like it's a question. It's like a question. Like, we'll so be back. It's like you're from <laughs> California. Like we'll be back after the. We'll be back after the break. The break. People from California. Oh, it's, it's Anchorman, isn't it? What is that? So who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> who put a question mark? We'll, on we'll the be right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back from our break. Uh, film this week is Dunkirk, who's we mentioned earlier. Got a synopsis for you, and then we'll we'll go on to our review. So, in uh, Dunkirk, the film synopsis, as is the history of Dunkirk. So, if you don't know what Dunkirk is, yeah, yeah, go, it, on, ch- go on, check a book. <laughs> a, I'll get back into your hole. <laughs> here's a synopsis for you. They will teach you all about history. Uh, in May 1940, Germany advanced into France, trapping Allied troops on the beaches of Dunkirk. Under air and ground cover from British and French forces, troops were slowly and methodically evacuated from the beach using every serviceable navy and civilian vessel that could be found. At the end of the heroic mission, 330,000 French, British, Belgian and Dutch soldiers were safely evacuated. That's the, that is the synopsis for the film Dunkirk. Yep. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned, I think it was on the War Dogs episode, I made a bit of a sarky comment, like, oh, Christopher Nolan. But, but, but I, I actually, <laughs> Was this about me? I can't remember. I don't, I don't think so, just in general. You know, everyone loves Christopher Nolan. Nolan I but, do love Christopher Nolan. I actually do quite like it. <laughs> so I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, don't Right work. off the bat, right off the bat, this is my favourite Christopher Nolan film. By, by, okay. By, by a bit of a margin. Is it Batman? Yeah, <laughs> mm, I, I'm I'm quite torn between the Dark Knight, which is the Joker one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and Interstellar. Well, Ooh. going off that, I think Nolan more so nowadays. He makes films that work better on a rewatch. I wasn't blown away by, blown away by Interstellar when I first watched it, but after a couple of rewatches, I'm quite quite liking it now. Kind it's of thing. so good. It's the intricate sort of little parts of the story. Mm. Yep. To put this in perspective, I'm putting the Dark Knight and Interstellar as five star films for me. Okay. Well, now we'll come on to our reigns later. Yeah. Just set yeah. the scene. What's the fact that you put Dunkirk in the same bracket? I mean, I'd probably put Memento as a five star or possibly a four star. Well, I mean, I thought for me, well, could I just throw out now what I think his best film is? Go on then. Go on. The Prestige. Ooh. And also an yeah. amazing film. And I think this comes pretty close. So. Okay. I'll just show my hand there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let, let's talk about the film then. Yeah. It's the way it's it's the way the whole scene's set. They're in France. Or these uh, little group of British soldiers. There's no dialogue, so it's literally just silent. Yeah. Set sort of sets the calm mood in the cinema, doesn't it? Because um, and they're all looking for water because obviously like they've been like you've said they've been pushed down to the beaches. That's civilians. That's soldiers. That's everyone. Oh well, one guy's not looking for water. He's looking for toilet paper. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's looking. He's looking to go to the toilet. Yeah. But they t- obviously there's a tap outside with a, a hose. Yeah. They're looking for water, and then there's that sort of. That gunshot from nowhere. Yeah, it, it, 
watch it in the IMAX. Yeah. You jump out your seat That's when that it. first bullet go, goes off. Kind this of is a film I, that needs I, that IMAX. I specifically remember jumping out of my yeah. skin. <laughs> I think I jumped out of my skin about four or five times during this film. Yeah. Like just, just off loud noises. Like loud noises. Yeah. Like it was genuinely, I would just shit myself yeah. every time. Do you love yeah. that from a film though, the way it can do that, the way it can sort of settle you in and lull you in into something that's calm and serene and then yeah. it just goes boom. Did like, you, oh, oh, sorry. sorry, did you watch it in the IMAX? I didn't. I I watched it in a normal. Yeah, we like peasants. So did I. So like talk about like the noise of it and stuff like that in the premiere. Like veterans went to the premiere and they said, they said watching it in the cinema was louder than the actual event. (laughs) (laughs) They were getting (laughs) half of them are still sat in the seats at the end. (laughs) Just going off that, like uh, I think. I mean, sound is always a massive thing with cinema, but I feel like the sound of this one is almost like fifty percent of the film kind of thing. A lot of it is to do with the sound, you it's know. It's tension the... and sound and um, the way it's engineered and the way it, it, the way it makes you feel as you're watching it. As the sort of resident sound design, sound engineer, oh, yeah. like I, I can, I can attest to that. This film, it's spot on with the, the with the sound, the music, just the audio coming out of this film. It, it's top notch. The music, the soundtrack's done by <coughs> Hans Zimmer. Yeah, the music's done by Hans Zimmer. Um, all the sound effects, the way they sort of impact you as you're watching the film. I don't know what it would be like on a watch. At home on like a DVD. It might or have Blu-ray. the same scale because it's it's being surrounded by that noise, by that sound. When you're in your living room and you've got other distractions, maybe it isn't as as in depth. But you get engrossed when you're in the pictures. I think when you said like the sound being engineered, that is like the right word for how like the sound has been it's, produced it's for perfect. that film because it's just it, it it runs all the way through the film. I know. I think we've mentioned this before. Sort of like it just it never seems to have like a there never seems to be a silent point. There's always like a ticking clock or yeah that was like the that. only yeah. part at the start with his silence yeah yeah I mean uh, again going back to Hans Zimmer with the soundtrack they've got a thing in this film where again this is spoilerific this oh review, sorry yeah, so, I forgot oh, so, to say oh yeah they may spoil <laughs> a lot of spoilers yeah. The, yeah this review is going to take contain Dunkirk spoilers yeah and Hans Zimmer does a thing the film involves uh, like time dilation a bit like Interstellar where it splits over three separate uh, areas and they run at different paces, and the soundtrack ticks along at different speeds for each one. It's temp. It's it's set in tempo into film. Obviously, you'll you'll know the fact that he's doing that to set mood, the mood tempo, because like he does the one week, one day, one hour. Yeah, you can slowly you can see it speeding up. No, it's 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 something I think was put in there. Obviously, like it's a subconscious thing that as you're watching it, I've I've I think. Some people will pick up on that. I picked up on bits of it, but watching it on a second watch, I was like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." Like I say, you don't notice it first time around, but it's, it's all over the film the second time. All of these Spitfire stuff, it's constantly like. Tick, 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 you know, and not just really, that, but really the Spitfires where you can feel like they're coming from behind you. Yeah. Like there's almost this emergence of noise that slowly starts to. It's just like the way it would be on the beach, where you can slowly hear them coming closer and closer to you. Well, going off the sound design thing. Uh, it does a great job of putting you in the actual Spitfire at parts where the plane is like banking left and right and the actual, you can feel like the uh, the w- window, is that the right word? <laughs> the, uh, glass canopy, co- canopy. the glass canopy uh, like shuddering and the stuff, it's just, you know, it does a really good job of making you feel like you're in the actual, uh, in the Spitfire with Tom Hardy. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, the, whilst they're obviously in there, and you know where the he's jotting down with is it chalk or pen? Oh yeah, yeah, it's great, chalk on his thing. Yeah, it's great little little detail. Like little I detail love that. that. Fifteen gallons, understood. <laughs> it's, it's not just that; it's the fact these little these little dial breaks just to show that stuff like that was 
could break so yeah. easily. It's not yeah. like Hollywood where it's everything's immaculate. It's, it, it's no. just like a homemade solution kind of thing. Yeah. To... Can, I, can I make a comment here? Um, I didn't realise it was Tom Hardy until the end of the film. Oh, really? I see, when we, when we watched, went to watch it the other night, a few other people said this on the night. And literally, the second I seen him, I was like, oh, look, it's Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you see his full face. Well, I don't does. understand how you don't know it's Tom Hardy. I actually did pick up on he it. He starts without his mask on on purpose, so you know it's him, so that when he does put it on, he ends up being bloody Bane. But... I, I, I was reading, though, about um, you know Christopher Nolan, how he seems to always put a mask on Tom Hardy. And, and what it was, it's because of, you know, when The Dark Knight Rises, like, he loved what Tom Hardy did with just his fucking eyes. That he, he wanted to see him do that more often. Because, yeah, like, I was about the same word before, saying yeah. like the eye acting of Tom Hardy, that's why. No, it's amazing, isn't it? I didn't even know that was you. a thing. Yeah. Like, obviously, in comedy, you look at someone's face and it's the visual effects, but it's the whole of the face. I didn't think you could just chop the mouth bit off and just yeah. be able to portray stuff with like, their eyes. <laughs> like, Tristan Nolan literally loved Tom Hardy that much, like, with just the upper part of his face. Like, you don't see anything else apart from his eyes that he's like, I, I want to see him do that again. And that's why he's pretty much wearing a mask the entire film. Though. Yeah, like going off from that, the only actor he originally cast in this film straight off the bat was Tom Hardy. Anybody else he had no it's idea. It's like a banker in Christopher Nolan films because he seems to fit the, the way he wants his films to be. Yep. That's my Bane impression. <laughs> I'm circling round. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just a few actual scenes that I loved as well. Again, like... Uh, in the again spoilers but in this film you never see the enemy at any point there's one bit at the very end you see a couple of soldiers but you just hear gunfire you just see them taking cover and there's one scene early on where the uh, the Luftwaffe I hope I got that right are bombing the beach and uh, the, the main uh, protagonist of the film is on the floor sheltering and there's bombs exploding behind him coming closer and closer towards him just a really tense scene I, I loved that the uh, amazing scene yeah yeah I think there was a lot of scenes that you know built tension, like that one. Like it, it the, the tension builds throughout the film. Yeah. So, uh, can I go off on that as well? Uh, a quote from Empire Magazine: They called it the most tense beach film since Jaws. And this film reminds me of Jaws loads. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jaws that much, but it, yeah, it literally to me looks like Jaws at points where they're on like that pleasure yacht, and you can just see the waves in the background and like. There's one bit towards the end of the film where the, uh, the, there's a bomber, a dive bomber, gone overhead and it's turning round. So and they're like, "Oh God, it's, it's coming back!" And it's literally like a scene from Jaws where the shark's got away and turns around to come for them, kind of thing. I, so, I love that connection you've made. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of shots of like boat sinking where he shot it like at water level on oh, on like a forty-five degree angle. And you see the water rush up, and like the people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, let's just, just stop the podcast for a second. I, John, please stop punching the microphone. I'm waving my hands around so much, trying to emphasize the water <laughs> rising. <laughs> the water flies up. You see the people get like almost not crushed, but you know, like the the, the trapped between the water and the boat sinking. And there's shots of the orca going down in Jaws where it's shot at like 45 degree angles and it's getting climbed out the window and stuff. And I love those shots where like the water comes in from the side of the screen. Yeah. Like, and it's, yeah. that's, I really like those. I, I was impressed with those. Yeah, there's quite a few of those. And uh, yeah, it, again, it reminds me of Jaws. It, I'm, 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 I'd like to think it was a deliberate reference. I, I don't know, but yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit much to be accidental, isn't it? Because it's a similar. Yeah, and he, he must love Jaws. So. Are you saying that the World Wars included. Shark soldiers. Well, can I just tie it back here? Have you all seen Jaws? 
Quint's speech about World War Two on the USS Indianapolis when it went down in foreign waters and they well, get attacked what, by sharks. Wasn't there a film like last year or something? Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, <laughs> with, with, with people are saying might be like... Oh, I mean, it's, it's literally like... A it's, a, it's a real event. But people are saying it's a sequel to Jaws, do Well, I? like a prequel. Like, a prequel, but, uh, sorry. It's a real event where, where the boat went down in shark-infested waters yeah, in yeah. World War Two, and they all got eaten by sharks. But Quint, Quint's the character from Jaws... In the in the law of Jaws was on the USS Indianapolis, oh. and that's why you hate sharks, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like those connections. Yeah, so it's a little uh, little little nod there. I think. Yep. Can we move on to Harry Styles? Oh, breaking news! I uh, pro- <laughs> <laughs> promised myself that the first mention of Harry Styles this week, I was going to break the news here. Um, this is obviously a podcast where we share the, the latest news. Because people listen to it three days after it's recorded. But <laughs> this is the latest news that One Direction might reunite without Harry Styles. That's because he's now a fully fledged actor. That doesn't even shock me in the slightest. Take that, did it? <laughs> I, love, I love that we're discussing it seriously. <laughs> so, what they're doing is they're taking the biggest member, just not forming with them, and just making a little, like a little group without them. Yeah, that's it. I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah, that's blown me away, Joe. <laughs> Shut the show down. We can no longer do this anymore. Harry Styles might not rejoin One Direction. Do a 1D podcast from now on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, I know we're mentioning him, but he didn't do a bad job as an actor. I was going to say this. Like, I know we've all got differing opinions on Harry Styles, like, but... I personally think he didn't. He wasn't. He didn't like stand out in the film as like a bad hire. No. I know. I know the story with Christopher Nolan hiring him for this role. He didn't really know how famous he was. No, that's whether bullshit. That's, whether that's bullshit or not, I don't know. But I, I thought he was fine in the film. There was nothing <laughs> wrong about it. Like I've, like you've said before, haven't you, John? That like he seems to stand out as like an, a modern face in an old yeah. time. I didn't get that at all. You Neither know. did oh, I. Really? I thought he seemed to fit I, I, To me, to me he, he fitted very he fitted well with all the people. No, to me, I mean, I, I didn't even know what he looked like. And, and, you know, I don't know who Harry oh, Styles so, was. So but... John's in this same cave then? John, I'll, I'll, I'll get you on to the One Direct. Uh, One Direct? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you on the uh, One Direct. Po- so John's oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Right. Shut the fuck up, everybody. <laughs> John, I'll get you on the One Direction podcast that we're going to put together. Yep, You'll I'll, learn I'll, all you need to know. We'll get about Christopher Harry's... Nolan out that cave with John and they fucking both watch it. But I, I couldn't have pointed him out to you in a lineup kind of thing. You know, you know what I mean? But as soon as he comes off screen, I'm like, that's clearly how Styles looks like. I think I've, I've spoken about it with my sister and he hasn't got a, he's got a modern face. He doesn't look like he belongs in World I War I don't II. think so, though, because. He's got a short face, you know what? His persona's very like the way he comes across is like an old rocker from the nineteen seventies, you know, the Mick Jagger type style. So I feel like he's based himself on a, on an on an age that's gone. So I can't see the modern vibe. World War II was it in nineteen seventies, John? I never said that. I'm just saying was is the nineteen seventies modern? Nope. There you go. That's what I meant. <laughs> Point proven. <laughs> what I meant was he's trying to have this old look in a modern time. So I don't see what you're seeing. I don't see him with a modern face. I st- when I look at him in front of any normal person in one D, he looks like he's he should be back in the seventies. But I'm not on about his style. I'm not. It's literally his face. No, his face. Like it's his it. face. His hair. Everything. The way he carries himself. It feels very old fashioned. 1D. Yeah, I was hoping you'd mention it. 1D. 1D, yo. <laughs> You're that much of a fan of One Direction that you, you call them 1D. I, I couldn't be arsed spending my time saying the whole fucking word. Economical. Yeah, economical times this. Go back to the film. <laughs> well, Harry um, Styles. I think he's fine in the film, but he, 
for me, it just comes across as too much as he's Harry Styles. Like, I'm waiting for him to come on on screen and like, oh, when's Harry Styles going to be in it? That and then whenever any screen time subsequent to that, I'm like, oh, Harry, Harry Styles is in the scene. He does a fine job, I've, but it's, I don't think it's anything else that I've, another actor couldn't do. And I feel like that would have made it a better film. I, no, I, I feel like the whole reason you're saying that is because you knew he was in the film. I bang, I bang on agree with that. I'm so on Nick's little boat here. In Dunker, oh. <laughs> like, 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 like I, 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 I don't particularly care about Harry Styles or One Direction, um, but like he, he came on and like I, I was expecting like because John said that like he's a modern face, I was expecting to hate every bloody bit about him, but he came out and I was like, you know, this is this is good, and throughout the film, I, I, I got more and more impressed by him. To be honest, I, I, I completely agree with Nick here. Like, I'm gonna make a. Uh, it's going to be a loose, really loose link. It's not the a film and a TV show is not the same. But when Ed Sheeran appeared on Game of Thrones, I had no problem with that. But Ed Sheeran was in every shot after he appeared, and he didn't say anything. He was just there. He was like, "Oh, look at Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones." Harry Styles like was fine in this film. Like he didn't for me fit out like fall outside of what would have fat, uh, fit. I mean, acting wise, I don't think he was bad or anything by any means. I'm not saying he was a bad actor, but to go back to your point from earlier. I couldn't even have pointed out Harry Styles, but I knew exactly who he was when he comes on screen. You know all about Tom Hardy. You didn't even know it was him. I know he had a mask on, but you know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That, that, that's good acting. You know what I mean? When you can't even tell who a person is, kind of thing. No, because there's limited dialogue in the film, isn't there? He, he rarely speaks, so the act, the acting's all about the way he comes across it. The fact you knew it was him is irrelevant. Some people might look more modern in the films than. Oh no, my point was it stands out. It's distracting almost. I, I, wasn't, dist- I wasn't distracted by it. Was the, it was the Bane voice. Fifteen gallons. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I, Harry Styles in parts of it detracts from the film. And if I'm being if I'm being cynical, I, it's like it could be a marketing ploy. I, I think it definitely it, it is. probably though. is a marketing right. ploy, but a lot of the people that are watching it don't know who he is, like you're saying. Yeah. I no no hang on hang on I'm gonna jump in here right. It probably was a marketing ploy. I don't think it detracted from no? the film. But so is fucking yep. Tom Hardy in a film. Tom Hardy That's appeals just, to a lot of women. I mean, it's, def- not... it's definitely worth it, wasn't it? Because like, it was telling me that they went to watch the film and there was loads of teenage girls watching well, it. Yeah, there was a couple of them uh, in my, and, my and, like, and literally none of them knew what they were watching. They went to watch Harry Styles and they were bitterly disappointed. <laughs> because it's it's not it, it's not what they... They thought they were going to have a bloody... Um, a nice little like, um, solo or like something Cam by Harry Styles. Yeah, need singalongers. They were bombing. But like going off from that, like he plays a bit of a cunt in the film as well, don't he? So yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bit, it's not like a hero that, or anything. That's towards so. the latter part of the film where he becomes a cunt. At, at the beginning, he's just they're just trying to survive. To be honest, <laughs> even then, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just take the, this podcast by the scruff of the neck. We spent far too long talking about Harry Styles. <laughs> no, I've got another point. No here. point. What are you? If Sam, I'm being, if like, I'm being super cynical, <laughs> like I've I've already been cynical. I've been super cynical. He was cast first, and the others were cast around him to make to to look. The same way, because I feel like the there's like three so. of them, the, those three that sit on the beach, like they seem to become friends f- through the film and sort of like reappear at different times. Yeah, I feel like they all look very similar. That's fine. Mm. This it's a film about young lads going to war, and they are going to look similar. Well, not really, because one of them's French, and he's he's got a distinctively French look about him. Uh, for some reason, the fact that he didn't speak. I knew for ages before he even spoke that. Yeah, he, that was he obviously French. French. They made it clear that. And I was just like, well, I've got to. Right. I, didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> That's totally like. Nah, like when, he had you know, that extra when, bit of a tan, and he has sort of a. He, he did have a, a French look about him. He's, oh, he's, he's, I, I, not, I, looking not, back, I know that now, but at the time, I didn't. I didn't spot. I knew because he like. wouldn't speak. The fact that he wasn't talking, and then when they're trying to get through past that 
guy that's letting him onto the dock. And he goes, no French soldiers, no French soldiers. Yeah. It, I was like, he's a French. He's well, a French he's guy. French because yeah. he was changing his whole fucking clothes when the other fellow was trying to put a poo on the beach. I, swear, I, didn't, I didn't know that at the time. I thought he was just burying his friend or something pants. like. He's, he's putting pants on. He could have just a poo like he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who buries the body does a poo at the same time. <laughs> Final it point. Out, it depends on what you need. <laughs> Final point on the Harry Styles thing is that Nolan, in an interview, said that he, he auditioned thousands of young men, but it was Harry Styles that had it. And I was like, "Yeah, the money." I just I, there, there's surely one person that, that, that thousands of thousands of young men that I were, were better than Harry Styles, but Harry, Harry Styles is Harry Styles. And it's definitely so. not time to do that. These other little faces are noticed in it. There's one of there's like a lad that was either he was either the one in Shameless on in Emmerdale. He's like uh, this man actor. I can't remember which which brother it is because the twins. One of them's in one and one's in the other. But he's like in the boat. You know the little tin boat. Fisherman, but yeah. he's in that with them and he has well, a little he, bit he of dialogue. Get, he gets burnt in the oil, doesn't he? Yeah, the end he of... ends up getting burnt in the oil, yeah. but there's like faces. He might he might have fit the role because he's a decent actor, whichever one it, of the twins it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm, we're we're going to finish on Harry Styles because I've tried to put a stop to it, but we're still here talking about Harry Styles. <laughs> um, I'm, we're going to go quickly around the room. I'm going to ask a question. Do you think, yes or no, that's all I want. Do you think Harry Styles detracted from this film? I don't think so. Nick? I don't believe so, no. John o. No. John? It depends. Not detracted, he was distracting. Well, that's still dist- I wanted to be yes or no, detract, but... <laughs> Sam? I've already said, yeah, that you've quoted me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wanted to see what the, the general feel of that was, because, yep. you know, I don't personally agree with it, but I can see why people might think that. Like him and said, they could have cast somebody else who was better, but they could have also cast somebody else who was worse. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's like I mean, you you say that like like it must have been one of one other person out of that those thousands of people, but it it's already like a quite um a big person anyway. He's big personality, isn't he? So like he must have gone in there like swagging his stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know something, this guy like he he might be able to do what I want kind of thing. I'll tell you I'll tell you something off the podcast, but he's not. What? So, no. <laughs> let's leave that there for uh... Got some hot news coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go for the interview and get turned down? That what it is. He was sat next to me. I was like, "Fuck him." <laughs> Forget Harry Styles. Back on sales. What, what's what's oh, the next points you've got, uh, Sam? Or is uh, just, or is your your last? I was, I was just waiting for a lot of my Sam, notes are about Harry Styles. So. <laughs> <laughs> your two pages there. <laughs> I've got a few points here if you want me to yeah, jump yeah, into them. Uh, one little niggle I've got. They mentioned home a bit too many times for me in the film. They're like, you can almost see it from here. What? Home. <laughs> like, it happens about three times, but then later on they, they, they change it up. It's like, oh, what can you see? Hope. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit too much. Yeah. Right? Do you know what was mentioned before you, you read it out in the synopsis? It said it was English, French, Belgian and Dutch soldiers. Yep. At any point, did you, apart from the one Frenchman and the one Dutch sort of sailor, did you meet any of the other people? Isn't that the point? Like, no, it's not the point. No, because no, they I, were I, all I, supposed on, to be there. No, no, no. I get, I get what you're saying. That's why this film got criticism outside. That's what I was, That's the point I was trying to make. It be, because, yeah, like like you, you're you making your point there, is like the a lot of that was missing and that's, the film has received criticism for that. Now, that, they, they allude to it towards the end of the film. They allude to it. That's all they do, though. But they're trying to build a film here, which is... It's it's like based more on the British, like the British side of it. Whether that's true or false, I don't know. But that's that's how this film was created and, and made. No, I know yeah. that. But at the same time, is there not some uproar in the fact that 
They literally said as they were trying to bring you. You even made the quote. The quote was made before. No French soldiers beyond this point. That yeah. in itself is sort of a bit, a bit disrespectful to the French. Oh, I don't think so. We were there fighting their war for them. Like, get us home first. You know? I, I, t- I totally get that, but they've got <laughs> well, to then watch this same like, blockbuster and then. I know. Well, I, know I, I totally agree with that attitude. Like, I know, we're on their soil. Like. Are you saying it's that's disrespectful in is the film, real? in the in making the of the film? But that that's what happened. That, it, that's, is it though? Is well, they, they make note later in the film that Churchill put out the public announcement that they're gonna bring the French back, but there's, privately, there's, privately, they were under yeah. orders not to to get not, not to get them first. first. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in real life, like there was three hundred thirty-eight thousand came back, and a lot of them were French and Belgian as well. But like, it's like, I can totally understand. Get our soldiers on first. No, you know I'm not I mean? saying but, that, but it says it in the synopsis. Yet there's no, there's not a full mention about actually any of them getting back. It just says, "Oh, we'll send boats back for the French." Right. Yeah. At the end. That's yeah. a bit. It's a bit sort of shit considering it's it's part of the synopsis of the whole film. Yet it mm. makes I mean, no. I, part I don't. Of I don't. Film. I don't know the ins and outs of how it actually went down. Like you know who who was allowed to go in first in the queue and stuff. I don't want to get this podcast to go that way either. But I can understand the criticism the film received because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make was you can't openly put it in the synopsis when there's barely a mention of it in the actual film. I, w- I wouldn't say Burley I mentioned. I, I, I disagree it, with it. No, I, I, let, let, let me disagree with you. It's like, it's quite poignant. That's the right word. That's the right word, isn't it? To say Depends that. what your point's got to be. <laughs> 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 it's quite poignant how they build it and, you know, the captain, like, I don't know, but the captain sort of stays back and he's like, I'm going to stay for all the French soldiers. It's quite poignant. Yeah. Right, like, that was the mention of the Belgian and Dutch then. Did you hear them mentioned at all? I mean, but I, I oh, don't, no, but, I, but they, are, they, are, they are in France, though. I don't, <clears throat> I don't feel like they need to mention them, though. It's it's a film about the British getting their soldiers back. Um, the point you're missing is you're completely missing the whole historical point of the film. It's supposed to be a true event, yet it's not mentioned in part, like, big parts of the film, like, of what actually happened. But and, it's only one synopsis I've read of a synopsis where it only says French and English, so I'm not... That one said that Belgian and Dutch. I didn't even know they were in the film. Yeah, I mean, we I could have read one any other Dutch one out. Fisherman. Yeah, we could. We could have read any. I got <clears> this off Google. He's <clears throat> literally typed Dunkirk into Google, and so that that could have literally been what happened at Dunkirk for, right. for all we well, know. Well, let me stop you there. Now. It says film synopsis. There's <laughs> there a picture go. of Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just go off the back of that? Another thing that for me, it's only only a little niggle with the film, but when they mentioned there's like three hundred forty thousand soldiers got off that beach. Never at any point that I think there's three hundred and forty thousand soldiers on that beach. There was, there was, there was a lot. There was a lot there. You know what I mean? Like but it didn't convey to me that many. I know, I know it was a hard thing to do. You know what I mean? How are you going to do that? Like, but there's also. I, I, I love that nitpick. Yeah, I want a niggle. Feel like though, like um, they were all from that beach at that time. Oh well, um, the beach went for miles, kind of. No, thing, I know so. what, I mean, what I mean is though, like, like some of them had been on boats and like they'd been picked up in over, the sea and stuff. That's what I mean, it's over a week, over the space of a yeah, week. Exactly. So like, like from, from, soldiers, so like from what you've seen, like you didn't yeah. see three hundred and forty thousand get off the beach. It just feels a bit like at the end when they're like three hundred thirty-eight thousand were left off. Like what? <laughs> well, where were they? <laughs> <laughs> I've got two scenes to move on to, if that's okay. Two of like my highlights of the film kind of thing. The first one is where all the time points culminate. And it all cul- culminates with the dive bomber turning round to do another run on the uh, civilian yacht. And Tom Hardy is behind it. That was a 
great scene. Yeah, and by this point, the other uh, uh, Spitfire pilot is on the, on the the yacht with them or boat, whatever it is, and he's going, "Come on, Tom Hardy! Come on, Tom Hardy!" <laughs> and it's like coming around behind it. He takes the bomber down, but then it goes into the water and ignites all the oil. Like yeah. that, that whole sequence of events, I just thought was amazing. The uh... I, can't, I can't disagree. I mean, like like I said about the tension in the film. Like the, yeah, that that was the tensest point for me in the whole I, film. Like I've there's not many films I've been to the cinema to recently where the tension has been like so high, like through so many parts of the film. That's mm. just one of the points. Like, yeah, it, it's it's quite hard to sort of get across on a podcast. It's like how much how tense I felt watching yeah, the film. Definitely. Do you know what that scene has? It it removes glamorization from the you know like the films that they usually have. They usually have oh we could have bombed him down and the plane would have landed somewhere way away from them. It actually brought it back down to earth, the fact it landed and did destroy parts of... and did kill people. Yeah. So there was a necessary sacrifice that had to be made. Well, that's it going off from that. The fact that, like like John mentioned there, they actually sacrificed a lot of their own soldiers. Yeah. It gets to the point, because the boat's in the oil. They're like, we've, we've got to go, go now before, yeah. before it ignites. And they, they leave, like, about... God knows how many soldiers in the, in the water because they can't save them, kind of thing. Is that a specific scene as well, where the, the oil ignites... Oh yeah, it's just horrific. And there's yeah. the one guy that John mentioned who's like submerged under the water, holding his breath. Finally, he can't take it. Comes up, he's like, and it's, it's, it's that <laughs> gets burnt alive. Chilling sort of being yeah, alive. We just heard the chilling noise. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the real one when you're in the cinema, and it's like it it kind of tink, it, like you get like a yeah. stand up because it's like distressing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna, I was going to talk about you know the sequence in in the film like it's it's. Not so much out of sequence, but the, you've seen scenes, and then like yeah. half an hour later, you see the same scene again, but from a different point of view. And then later on in the film, you see a scene that's happened ten minutes earlier. And then, like you said, this all leads to that scene where it all comes together. All yeah. culminates like, with that point. Yeah. I mean, I'd make the argument that some people would enjoy this film more knowing that that was coming because it, it no, helps. It made made me think more about the film because in the middle of the film, I was sat in the cinema and I watched it and. I had to reevaluate the film in the middle of the film. I had yeah. to sit there and piece it together in my head. And I remember piecing it together. And I was like, right, this is this, this, this. And I remember this has gone to this. Like, I don't know if I'd have enjoyed it more had so, I not no, known. I think, I think you're totally right. Like, this is what I mentioned before about Nolan's films nowadays are working better on a rewatch. Interstellar's is exactly the same with the time dilation stuff. You've just got a better grasp second time around about of what's going on. And with that point, there was a bit on my first watch where... Killian Murphy's already been picked up by uh, Mark Rylance. And then later on, you come across him again in the boat. You're like, what? Hold on. But that's it's, what, night, it's that's nighttime as well. We <laughs> yeah. that, that's when you start clicking on. And I understand like it makes you think about the film. And you know, if you don't click onto that, you're, you're none the wiser. But yeah. it's... Yeah. It's just... I wouldn't call it like a risky sort of game to play with the audience, but it's like... It's like, I like it because he assumes the audience is intelligent enough to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I like yeah. that. that. Yeah, I like that. Not a lot of directors do that, and that's why a lot of films are shit nowadays. They don't. They, yeah, yeah. they talk down to the audience. And I think he, he trusts me enough to actually be able to watch it again. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So. Yeah. Well, this is a film I'd like to watch again. Yeah. Oh, I'd it's... definitely be watching this a second time. Yeah. But like I say, about that Killian Murphy point was the bit where I thought, ah, that's what's going on. And so on second watch, knowing that from the off, honest, I enjoyed that, it. All that, that is literally the same point. I I was like, oh god, this this different timeline, yeah. there, isn't it? Because I was wondering why it was nighttime one minute, daytime the next minute. <laughs> uh, <just coughs> I wasn't sure if it was in one timeline. I'd, if it was one timeline, whether it comes across as just a blockbuster movie, whereas because there's three timelines, it makes you think about it and appreciate the different points of view of yeah. like what who's going through this event. 
and yeah. sort of, I like that it's done that way. Like a lot, I've read a lot of on, online ugh, online reviews of people saying, "Did they even need the time dilation stuff in it? It's just like a, a, a cheap gimmick almost." But I think they do because otherwise Tom Hardy wouldn't be in the film until the last five minutes. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think like they need to do it this way, kind it of. It works perfect as well, you know. Where his second, when he's only down to two planes and his second goes down, and you have the scene where you're with Tom Hardy and he's flying and he gets the wave from down <laughs> and he's like, it seems all good. But then when you play it back and you take the perspective of the second, the second sort of pilot, yeah, the other point of he's view. actually can't get out and he's stuck and he's drowning. It adds tension to the thing. But he thinks it's all good upstairs. That kind of shows the film. Like if you're from one perspective, you think yeah, it's you're okay. Yeah, you're thinking this. Because oh, like, 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 like Tom Hardy like, like waves at him, doesn't he? Yeah. Because okay. he thinks he's like waving to him kind of thing. But yeah. I mean, to this point though, I, I, I actually literally left to go to the toilet at this point. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't see the guy escape from the plane. Oh, right. Um, but I have often been told that like the guy comes and rescues him. <laughs> yeah, but from the little fishing boat, yeah. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, like I, I love that, like because I, I, I remember him waving. I was like, oh, he's, he's all good kind of thing. Then it comes back to him um, from uh, his point of view, yeah, and, and he's literally just drowning, looks like shit. You go down with it in the screen, don't yeah. you? With the water. Did anyone? Uh, did anyone watch this after a few beers? I no. well, not beers because but... that's what they would have wanted. <laughs> I, I, not on the, I, not on the I, first watch. I had, <laughs> I had a bottle of rum, but. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, one other scene that I loved I might be contradicting myself here because I'm pretty sure I just called the last scene my favourite scene but it's this one <laughs> I, I got one of my favourite quotes wrong is, is your boy in this film as well my boy my boy yeah you love, you love saying that too my boy uh, is Tom Hardy your boy Wayne no Rooney. Tom Hardy's not my boy not Wayne Rooney is Will Arnett Will, Will Arnett is so. Adolf Hitler's not in this oh. <laughs> oh. I, I shouldn't have come back to that <laughs> Uh, yeah, my favourite scene is actually the bit at the end where Tom Hardy is coming around from second pass to take out that last fighter, and he's forced to land on the beach. Can I just, can I just jump in? I think this is my favourite scene as well. Is where probably my favourite bit is probably before what you're about to talk about. But oh, okay. It's the bit where you can't really tell, you know, with the planes that are flying. Yeah. Because it jumps between the scenes, and you, it's the it's the tension there. So yeah. And then it leads into this scene that you're about to talk about. I've got to be the, my favourite bit is where he's coming down to land on the beach and the landing gear doesn't work. So he's got to crank his landing gear constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I was cranking my landing gear constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loved that. <laughs> uh, right. And I know this might be completely irrelevant, but like, you know when you land on the beach? Yeah. Has anyone checked if that's even like... A thing that happened. Factual, but I, I, I don't. Well, land on the beach. No, that he got him. Um, <laughs> do you know that the the um, Germans came and got him? Well, I don't think he's a real character. It's just like a, I'm, I'm just wondering if anything like that happened, or did, is it just right? Did, did Tom Hardy become a prisoner of war? Let's <laughs> 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 just say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, because one thing I had to sort of question about the whole thing was I know. His engines had gone, and he was com- he was trying to get the landing gear down. But why did he sort of almost have to land right where the enemy are? Well, where I feel like he, where else is he gonna land? Could have turned the plane back. He could have glided. Landed in the water. It'd have been safer for me. I'd have rather been in the fucking water than knowing for a fact I'm gonna be a prisoner of war. But these well, sharks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in the shadows. <laughs> you've got you got to chase you got to chase the land. Fucking jellyfish. <laughs> I, I don't know though, but to be fair though, like I was thinking this, me, and I was like, 
if if it was in like a um thing, yeah, like like EasyJet or something, they always they they always choose to go over land, don't they? If they're gonna crash. Because it's just safer than landing in the water. I mean, it, it, it could, to be honest, it could have landed in the water. The other, the other bloke did it. Uh, yeah, oh, oh actually, no. They mentioned the water's really choppy. No, and not that's why the boats can't get in close. His, his canopy could have been opened and he could have... Bailed out. Bailed out properly. And wouldn't have had to... He could have let the plane go. And I know towards the end when he sets it on fire, he realised that he's doing that because they can't have the black box. Yeah. You can't have the black box out the plane because it tells you your flight path back to where you've flown from, which is a, a secret in all planes. All planes had them black boxes and they record flight. If the Germans had older that, they'd know where they were from. So I totally get that he's taking a... like a risk sort of doing that. Like, Keep going. I forgot your point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, he, if he'd have bailed from the plane, I think if he'd have aimed it at something like a like a building... Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I've got it. So, well, well you, you stop right there. <laughs> you John. <laughs> Just You're saying it would be smarter for Tom Hardy to fly his plane into a building <laughs> no. rather than land safely. Bail it, no, bail out with his parachute and let and, fa- and aim it at somewhere where it's going to destroy the plane and the black box anyway and not get captured. I that feel, was I me feel point. like land feel on like, the beach in your fucking. But it, I, I'm going to use the word poignant again. It was quite quite a uh, yeah. It seemed, it, it, it made the way, it more the way it No, it made it Hollywood. It made it like I, I'll just take oh, this and I'll like, burn me thing and I'll just get taken. As I quite, a li- I quite like imagery though. In yeah, a film. Like, I've got to admit, can I just make one quick point? I think the film should have finished on the image of the burner Spitfire. That would have been amazing. Yeah. it cuts back to the guy on the train for no, like one because second. That's, I don't get because it. that's not true. That's not real. That's not a real, a real story. The real story is them coming back. It, yeah, it maybe. Too, I, just, I just think that would be an amazing final image for the did film. But it make that it too Hollywood. Spitfire. It's kind of it's been like really sort of quite dingy and all of a sudden you get this sort of glamorised we'll burn the plane and I'll just oh, get captured just one final point in terms of landing on the beach the impression I got was his engine had run out of fuel and he was coming down he could have landed at the first point but he had to make that final turn he almost sacrificed himself to take out that, that no, fighter no I get that but then he had to land on the beach he was still gliding he could yeah. have could he swung the plane round and they did mention they were real specific about the water being too rough to even get a boat near so like that if they tried it to like if they tried to land, it would have been that, too that's dangerous. That's why he was saying he should have bailed out using yeah. his parachute when he was mid beach. Let, let, let's not forget how, how how crap these uh, canopies were for actually opening. <laughs> yeah. like, who, who's to say would have been even well, would have even been able to um, bail well, out in the, anyway? In the film, I, I, sorry, can I can I just ask? Like, it, like he lost all his his petrol, um, so he, he couldn't even get his landing gear out. How is he going to escape the plane with his parachute? Because that's a, an ejector seat. That's a, a separate thing from the actual mechanics of the. Do you know plane. that for certain, or are you you are just you, assuming I, that? I used to love planes as a kid, and I used to make them, so no bits about them. And it's a separate, it's a separate switch that it, it can be used regardless of the power on and off. It's like hydraulics, isn't it? And it's not I'm, needed. The plane. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. On. Yeah, I'm guessing the hydraulics isn't needed. I'm okay. I'm not gonna. I don't know anything about. Them. I just meant that it would have been a safer bet to sort of bail, land halfway down the beach and aim that summer where it's going to destroy, maybe in the water, whatever. Because you can, Get you rid can of the take plane, the black uh, box out. It doesn't yeah. have to be left in the plane. So just take it out with you and bail and then be halfway down the beach where your soldiers were leaving. Can I, question that, can I question that planes had black boxes in those times? They kind of needed them because you needed to record flight paths to know how far you got on sort of your, your route and how much fuel it took. It's needed back home because it, it sends a signal back home because it knows where you're flying on the radar. 
I've just said they still had them back then. It's not new technology. It's been yeah. enhanced. Can I make uh, one final point? Oh, he, sorry. I was sorry, John. Apologies. I was, I was going to jump in and say, like, I've looked up why he flew the plane because that's why what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like it was to do with. It's possible that if you try and you have to use your imagination to try and like add this to the film. I, I, I agree with what was being said here, but the soldiers on the beach were feeling neglected by the RAF. They mentioned it a few times. Yeah, that comes up. Yeah. Well, um, just a quick quote at the end of the film. Where, the, the where, where, the you? where were you? Yeah. Like, we know where you were. No, but <laughs> because they know he wasn't the one in the sky. But if he's the one that comes down from the one that's just saved him from the latest bomb, he, he was being cheered by everyone passing. So, oh, but that, that's what Joe's saying. That's why he came they, down. They, like it's, it's almost like he's done that to like raise morale. Almost, and it basically, it was like he was patrolling the beach because it's not been patrolled. The, the soldiers are. They're all like, "Where's the air force?" Yeah, it's 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 almost like he was doing his like sort of final patrol. Oh, I really like that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, like, really, yeah. I do. I it. like the fact he could have bailed, but then he did do his final thing. But there was yeah. a, a time where after he took out the final plane, he still had a chance to bail. But like, say, think about from their point of view on the beach, stranded, and they see a, a Spitfire go down, they were like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like the, the opinion I'm reading here is that even if he had jumped out of the plane, like the wars were choppy, there was no chat, there was no like confirmed chance that he would survive that. Like he'd be ditching it in the water, like jumping out of it. What 140 mile an hour, whatever, yeah. whatever the plane would be flying at. And, not and, sure. Oh, sorry. I well, imagine if you're a parachute, you've got to be quite high up as well. You, know, yeah. you can't just like. Not really. You're, you're over take you upon initial impact. So. By like a few feet. You, like it's, it's, no, a good 50, 60 feet in the air. But either way, though, you'd be landing in like cold and like choppy water. Like it's not. I imagine it's still pretty dangerous. Like it's not a guaranteed survival. There was no guarantee um, he wasn't going to get shot on the beach. I like you. Everyone takes different films, things from a film, and I like the idea that he did a sort of final patrol. It's almost noble. Yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. I like I like that. And then like we we were talking about, I like imagery in a film. And when he landed the plane and burnt it, I loved that. And I think it's almost worth it just for that image. That, like, I, I love that, that image. Is not the one I picture. The image is everyone cheering as the planes glide. Yeah, when he's That's flying past. That's my image from that same scene. I was talking to Ben, like, and the fact that it shows that, that a lot, a lot of war films, it's always like a bombed out war zone. The fighting in, but it just shows like houses on the waterfront. Yeah, it's like I, a real I, place I, to a fighting. Yeah, you know, I, I liked that. Like instead of it showing it like, like, like it normally shows like literally half buildings and stuff, but yeah. this one is like a full, full beachfront. Um, nice beachfront shallows and um, stuff like that. And, and like none of it was burnt out or anything. And mm. I loved that because it, it, like you say, it's, it's making out like it's a lived in place. People are, are living there, have lived there, will live there. And it's yeah. not, and they've not come that far. It shows, it shows they've not got that far because it's not been attacked. It's still untouched. Mm. Can I make one final point? It might be a good point to finish on. I don't know, Eamon, have you got anything more you want to go to? I've only got a trivia. Oh, I've got a bit of trivia actually. <laughs> Uh, all it is again spoiler heavy this so if you haven't watched it don't listen I to think it. we've this far in <laughs> two hours in don't, don't listen we'll to this bit we'll just put it as spoiler can you all tell me the one name from the film that you learned during the film Harry Styles oh, George George Alex see I don't think they mentioned his name in, in the film Alex no, it's literally George and that's George the guy the that died George is the, the kid in the in and George is the one guy who died from the, the main crew who die and he doesn't even die at war, he just dies getting knocked down. A, but he does die on, from a soldier's hand. Yeah, but that's almost the point, like, that he wasn't even in conflict and he died and everybody else survived, you know. Like, relatively early in the film, or yeah. at least early in the story as well. Like, yeah. not, not only that... But he, I, I, I think, like, he, he got hurt early on, but it was only really confirmed closer to the end that he died. I mean, yeah. We, we, yeah. We, we already knew he was pretty give much... Another, 
It's a bit when Damn he was. It's a bit when he, he was like, I can't see. Yeah. Oh God, this is a, I I felt terrible watching. I that. I yeah. but I liked it because it did end well because the the other shit boy, the fella's son, did actually get him in the paper. That's what he'd always wanted. It was kind of yeah. like I like that. Yep. Yeah, taking it from a shitstorm and putting it into something that he'd always wanted. He wants his teachers to see him be a hero in the paper. That was amazing. Yeah. Like, I just think I think that's always the, the whole point of the film that the one name you learn. Is the one kid who didn't even die in combat, like you know, we just. But he was no, he was doing a noble thing by yeah. going to help. Yep. We got some trivia, Sam. Yeah, a couple of bits. Um, Dunkirk original like posters were made up. Uh, that Dunkirk was in three different colours to represent the air, sea, and land. Oh right, okay. Um, I'd quite like to see some of these sort of like original sort of ideas, like concepts for and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Why did they change it? Did they say? Uh, I didn't say why they changed it. I just think that it just visually plain looks yeah. fine on the poster. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the poster now, they have the Dunkirk, and within the letters, they have the beach, they have the sea, and the air. Right, so okay. it's, they kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe get to the point now. Like, yeah, yeah, same idea, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's good, that. Concept. Mm. Uh, lots of shots of, like, crowd scenes in silence, kind of, on the beaches. Uh, no one said he researched, sort of, silent films to see how uh, extras move and the space around extras as well for those scenes um, cool bits on the sound uh, the ticking sound was recorded from one of Nolan's own pocket watches was oh it, I love facts like that was, it, like was that? it a period pocket watch from the time or was it just a standard I don't know <laughs> that I, would I be amazing I didn't really that. I just, like... uh, Zimmer kind of uh, messed about with the, the sound of it so much that you don't look too impressed Peter. Uh, it just seems a bit too that that's the kind of pretentious side of it. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> just get Zimmer to do it. You don't need your pocket watch. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, but don't you like the fact that it's not a, a fully fledged professional? Can, sorry, can I just the sound? Uh, talk from a creative point of view? I've I've done performances before that are music based, and I've recorded phone calls, and I've then mixed that into a song, on like a musical yeah. piece, like a nine minute musical piece, and like I feel like there's almost like. It's like there's part of me in that, and I oh, like yeah. the idea that if Christopher Nolan has used his own pocket watch in this film, he's got that personal look at that film, and he goes, "Well, it's almost like my DNA is in that film." Yeah, I like that, and like I, I can, I can subscribe to that. I totally know yeah. what you mean. I've, I've read a lot over the over the years of like Nolan and Zimmer working together. Like for Interstellar, he wrote him like a poem and gave him an envelope. I said, base the soundtrack on that. And I'm just thinking, like, oh, just, just, just tell him to do his job. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm so polar opposite to this. I'd love to go, here's a poem. Do me a soundtrack. It's all about family. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, oh, just do your job, Hans. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought you'd like that one, Yeah, the music was definitely, it was like a, you know, a safe pair of hands. <laughs> Camera. <laughs> uh, another bit on the, <clears throat> the music side of it. Uh, the shepherd tone, which we've talked about um, off the pod, which is the forever building kind of notes oh, yeah. uh, or scale that's always going up and you feel like it's it's reaching its peak and then it keeps, keeps going. going. Yeah. Um, so that's called the shepherd tone. If anyone wants to look into that. It is, it is a great thing for tension. It's It's... I don't want to bring it back to Mario, but Mario uses it running up a castle that what? has an endless staircase. Dugga, dugga, dugga. That's what it does. <laughs> One of the, the one theme is called Supermarine, Supermarine, sorry, and it plays during the boat scene when the bombers turning around again. It just keeps on building and building, and that you know that that plays into why it's so tense. It's a great tactic, musical. Yeah, because I'm assuming you must know that by that point you're fully gripped by the film, and then so that tension is going to build because you're fully engrossed in what you're watching. 
couple of lesser known cameos. Unlike Harry Styles, who's straight in there. Uh, Michael Caine is an uncredited voice. Um, I, 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 to no, a, I, yeah, I, I have read that this, Michael yeah. Caine was in. But it was early in the film, talking to an RAF officer just over the kind of walkie-talkies. Whatever. Yeah. Heard on other podcasts, people like, oh, no, Michael Caine in this one. It's like, well, well actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the blind man handing out blankets as they return home is Christopher Nolan's uncle. I like oh, that as well. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's cool. Do you know what I loved when he was like, my name is Michael Caine. Fly <laughs> 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 I didn't even know that was Michael Caine until when I watched the film kind of thing. No, I like, do, you not see the, do you not see when the, when the ball gets back and he goes, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> 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 don't know what accent it was but let's move move, move, move swiftly on um, should I that... prepare the Batmobile that's the way alright so that's we've got all our points out haven't we should we, yeah. should we give ratings yeah can I just make one final trivia point if that's okay dead quick the reason that uh, the Nazi forces didn't decimate the arms on the beach a theory nowadays a recent theory is, is that Adolf 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 Hitler. Like, you know him. Like, <laughs> Adolf, my, my pal Adolf. My old pal Adolf. Uh, he thought it was a trap. The way that the uh, British force retreated so quickly, he thought they were literally, like, going to entrap the German forces. So they held back deliberately and just sent the, uh, the planes in. Well, that's a theory, but I just found that really interesting that they could have wiped out, like, 400,000 soldiers. That would have pretty much did, won the war for the them, war. yeah. Because there was a treaty being signed had they not been able to get back. But he was really suspicious, thinking, I'm going to hold back here to send the planes in and look how it turned out, you know? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, interesting. Yep, um, sorry, go on. All right, ratings. Should we give them? Does anyone want to, like, start? Yeah, go on. I've already given mine today, but we'll go. We'll go clockwise. Jono, yeah. would you like to give it a... All right, you meant like we'll start over there. Yeah, uh, give it a 4.5. A strong one. We'll go clock- John. clockwise, like Christopher Nolan's pocket watch. Uh we're allowed one six out of five a year, aren't we? Is that your rule? Well, is that even I mean, a real rating? I'm giving I'm giving you the power here to, to create this rule. Well, I've, like, already, I've already got the power, John. You don't have to give it to me, but yeah, you're allowed one six. Can out it just five be a five one. star? You're allowed no, one, it can't be five star star. It's a six allowed, out of five. You're allowed one six out of five star rating a year. Six out of five. It'll only get better and better on a rewatch. So, yep. Fair, fair play. I agree with the rewatch <clears throat> um, theory. I'm giving this three and a half out of five. Holy shit. Inman, you hate this film? (laughs) (laughs) Don't give a four to a film he proper pissed on before. Potential to move up to a four then, I'd say. Okay. Um, I'm I'm also going to give it a four and a half. I did mull over whether this was a five star. I can see that in another person's eyes that this is a five star film. For me, it was four and a half. But I don't. I can't explain why I wouldn't give it five stars. It just I look at Christopher Nolan's other films, and there are more that I enjoyed. Yeah, so it's I, I, just something about a five star film. Well, it's, it's like it's just like I'd, I'd give I'd give I mentioned it earlier. I'd give The Dark Knight and I'd give Interstellar five star ratings. This for me is a is a fantastic film, but I'm personally giving it a four and a half. I think me and you are odds with like how you see Dunkirk is how I see Interstellar. I'd give that a four point five and Dunkirk. A six. <laughs> it's 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 gonna go down as a classic film. Yep. It's not my personal favourite Christopher Nolan film, and that probably shows in the rating I've gave it, which is four and a half. Cool. Uh I, I'm going straight with a five out of five. Um 
I kind of agree with you. It's not my favorite Nolan film, but like I'd probably rate my favorite as a five as well. What, what, um, what's your favorite? Uh, oh God, I don't know. I'd probably say Interception. Or inter- wait, Interception. No. <laughs> Interception. Interstellar. Interception. <laughs> Interstellar. <laughs> Probably say Interstellar. God, that was a fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I did that out, Joe. I did that. Out. <laughs> no, I'd probably say Interstellar to be honest. But um, like, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Batman films. You know this. But um, yeah, I. No, I think it's fair. But I'd, I'd I'd give them both five stars if I'm honest with you. Just quickly, I'm going Prestige, and this is my two favorites. Although, like, I, I wouldn't actually rate that higher than them two. But that is a great film. I've watched that only very recently. I think mine would be Inception. Too. But um, that yeah. I'd, I'd probably give that a five star as well. Like, I'd, I'd probably give most of Nolan's films a five star rating. Yep. So. Cool. And when have you got a favourite Nolan film? Uh, Dunkirk? <laughs> Inception. It is, it must be. Alright, uh, like, we're, we're done. Well, that's the average yep. rating was just over four and a half. Maths. It was a, it was a, dodgy, it was a dodgy one, wasn't it? Because it ended on 23.5 and these five of us, so it's like 4.75-ish. You're like Richard Osman from... Uh... I am like Rachel Riley off Countdown. But nowhere near as attractive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is why he wasn't on last week. Can I point out, this might be our high, highest rated film. It, I, is... I could, it could be. I, there have been times when there's been three or four people on. That's the thing, uh, Wonder Woman was all five stars, but there's only th- two? Don't call two of us. So. But yeah, but the fact that there's five of us and we're all... Yeah. It's well, this, is, this is definitely, I think, the strongest film we've ever rated as a collective over yeah. our last yeah. 19 episodes. But yeah, we had a lot of negatives to point out to a film that is basically flawless in, in certain aspects just we'll just have to pretend Sam's review doesn't exist it didn't exist <laughs> um, we'll just change okay. it well let's, let's let's do the social media and everything we've finished the main show for the week alright and I'll do the main ones then so Twitter is at DSTU podcast and then if you want to find us on Instagram it's DSTU podcast and the number four and then my personal one is Jono88 Jono Yep, you can catch me at Taylor1980. I'm at Rubik's Football on Twitter. I'm, yeah, it's Joe. At, at the start of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at DST Nick. And we also have a Facebook page. It's just Don't Spoil the Ending. No, it's facebook.com forward slash DST podcast. That's what I meant. That's what I meant, but just in different words. <laughs> it's the same, it's the same, but in different words. You're just going to search it on Facebook anyway. You're not going to type in. I mean, if you if you want to type the URL in, that is the URL. But if you want to type in "Don't spoil the ending" in the search bar, then yeah, sure you'll find the it. podcast is called "Don't spoil the ending." Just Google it; will appear. That, that's that's a good point. Actually, we we we, we are like very fine. Primo Soon enough, we'll be in the top one hundred iTunes list. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've 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 had fun this week, guys. I think yep. we've had a good film. A good I feel show. like. John wants to reveal his film in the next week. Yeah, we need and, to. And I need to... Oh, yeah. Is this definitely a thing then? Yeah, yeah do it. I, I, I just want to know, to be honest. I forgot. Okay. It's not exactly relevant, but I think it would make for a good discussion. And I think you all might enjoy it. I don't know if you've seen it. I should tell you what it is. <laughs> uh, from 2005, I think Just fucking is. say the name of the film. <laughs> Directed by Werner Herzog, uh, Grizzly Man documentary. Oh, yes. I am bang up yeah. for this. This is a great documentary. Documentary about uh, Tim. Oh, I forgot his name now. Timothy Treadwell, yeah, who uh, who went to live with the bears and it didn't end very well. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've yeah. never seen this, but I've heard a lot about it and I've been meaning to watch this for a long time. Yeah. So I'm I'm de- definitely down to watch this. Oh, uh, I 
I knew, that, I knew yeah. there was a secret sort of film coming up, but that that is a great documentary. I've got to admit, when we were talking before, I was this close to picking the mist instead, but I had that in my head. I thought, no, Grizzly Man. I would have been fine with Ivy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Grizzly Man. You okay with that? Um, yeah, well, let's do yeah, that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, let's just make the decision now. That's what we do. It's done. It's done. Great stuff. Just bear with us. Goodbye. That's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you. Cheers, bye. bye. I apologise, John. I made, I made a couple of edit points for you on that one. <laughs> edit out the Adolf Hitler stuff. <laughs> uh, I think that might be the main one. <laughs>